Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 16th of December 2012. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Three weeks again. And three weeks again, Robert Kemp. So everybody, have you seen my cast? No. <laughs> Literally no. Exactly. <laughs> it's been three weeks. Where the hell's it been? God damn it. That's not what I meant. I meant because it's audio. Uh, Unless you've seen this on YouTube, in which case you see the static image. Yeah. Over the back of an audio file. <laughs> because that is now obviously what YouTube is for. <laughs> what? What can be found on YouTube? Bit, bits of the cast. What the hell is that? Someone's mobile phone is still going nuts. Wait, it can't be my one. No one ever phones my phone. Hmm. <laughs> Rob is dramatically moving it closer and further away from the speakers to see if it is. I'm just going to put this over here. Okay. <laughs> okay, show it on the shelf. So yes, three weeks, we should have plenty to talk about, but should we talk about the news? News! I'm jumping straight in here. I don't think we've got much random. To you. I think we've used up all that random. We've probably got quite a lot of random. Okay. Unfortunately, it never worked. I had plumbers digging up my garden last week. You did. Why for? Because Where for? modern houses have shit plumbing all the time. Yeah. Why? Literally shit plumbing. <laughs> well, plumbing for shit. Plumbing for all. No, it's pretty. Oh, terrible. it's not my phone. Ah, oh, what is it? Whose phone is near the? You know what? I don't know what's near that. Near <laughs> it the can't be Dan's phone. That's all the way over here. Yeah. Unless Rob's waving his phone near the thing now. We'll take it out of his pocket. You know what? I got no idea. Well, I'm sure that won't actually pick up on the microphone. Yeah. We're probably so, good. It's just yeah. distracting. Yeah. So anyway, my shit plumbing. Yeah. Plumbing for shits. Um, yeah, apparently mine. Well, we always had problems at my old house, which is on the same estate. Like, it's basically the, the same design of house, basically. Yeah, where it was the like, one build. The drains would often block, and we had a giant metal pole that we'd use to unblock it. Yeah, you basically couldn't use the downstairs toilet because it just didn't drain. One of it's like when it blocked, all of the plumbing went bad. Remember? Because the upstairs bathroom used to start gurgling. Well, yeah, but that, it got progressively worse because once it had blocked, it started gradually blocking further up that pipe. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was pretty bad. Because uh, of shitty house design. Because yeah. they don't slope the pipes enough, basically. Well, I don't know what, if that was the case at 64, whether it just they built it bad or it had it sank. Maybe. You know I mean. That's what they're claiming, anyway. A lot of the plumbing <laughs> sure. on the estate, something to do with the ground or whatever they did to something put... to do with bad buildings. Something to do yeah. with the surveying they should have done before they built on the exactly, ground. Exactly. Yeah, the bits of pipe have sagged, therefore creating a divot or dip in the in the pipework, meaning there's no slope past a certain point. Ah, so everything gets stuck, and your toilet's overflow. Which, yeah, so they ha- have went round like most of the houses on my row and and my, my old place and a few other places. Oh, they did actually do the old place. Yeah, they did, and they came round and sort of raised up the pipework again and gave it a slope. So it only took them what five or six years to actually come round and sort the other place. Whereas and then they preemptively did a load of did our row as I say ours next doors. Apparently, they had to dig up the floor of some of the houses, like, um, across the way. Across <laughs> the way. Um, so, yeah, friggin', friggin' terrible house design and bad buildmanship. Is that a word? Buildmanship? Buildmanship. <laughs> I don't think so. It sounds cool. Buildmanship. Workmanship. 
Uh, yeah, so we've got a massive sort of dirty trench in our garden, or at least... Dirty, dirty trench. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bit of an absence of lawn now in, in a weird way. Well, it's because you can't grow it again until it gets to the spring. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was fun. My car was shit. Yeah. I mean, it has been shit for quite a while because it's old and skanky. I guess that was part of the reason for why we didn't do one last weekend. Part of the reason. It's in- not like we shouldn't have done an online one, technically, but yeah. in- any excuse, really, for us to be lazy. <laughs> Plus, we've been having some serious like troubles with getting videos done. Like, our new venture into video land isn't going that well. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But also, back to my car. Yeah, what's wrong with your car? It's a piece of shit. <laughs> what's wrong with my car? It's, it's like an official mechanic report that you just turn over your MOT or whatever and it's just written, it's well, a piece that, of shit. My main problem, well, what, one of the things that really annoys me is like it went through an MOT before one of the times it broke down. Well, no, it didn't break down. That was It went through MOT shortly before the exhaust fell off. <laughs> it's like, how... How did it pass MOT and you don't notice the exhaust is about to fall off? Yeah, that's. When did you get it MOT? Some place. Some place. Oh, yeah, I suppose this doesn't really. isn't really no. relevant to anyone. Some place in Needham. Oh, it's not by a guy named John, by any chance, is no it? No idea. Okay. I didn't actually take it in. Yeah. I just paid for it. <laughs> so, yeah, the exhaust fell off, and then there was the time where the engine started overheating, where it broke down when I was taking Dan home. And that That's was a while like, ago. Yeah, that was like a year ago, I guess. Yeah. And then the handbrake keep, kept getting stuck, and then, then that totally locked up, so they had to take it in and service that again. Same place. They're getting all kinds of cash from us. <laughs> like, maybe that's why we passed OT. They were like, oh, we can milk them for more cash if we just say they passed. <laughs> I think Needham's just generally got some bad effect on cars. <laughs> Do you remember? Because my my when I had my old Mini, which admittedly wasn't the best car to begin with, no, in terms of its mechanical competency, 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 um, you know, where it's had it managed to burn through the the thing that the rubber that held up the exhaust, um, so yeah, that that's dragged on the floor. We had to temporarily like... fix it with magnetic tape, which got us most of the way home before that then melted naturally. <laughs> it's more um, like bad design if it was like. Let's attach the exhaust with a thing that can't handle the temperature of the exhaust. Yeah, I had the same problem on my Punto, actually. It, it burnt through the, the rubber <laughs> holding the exhaust up. And then we had to, because it was like, we, our solution was to try and, <laughs> and it had snapped a bit of the exhaust pipe, like, further up the thing. So our solution was to detach the exhaust completely, like, on the so, so I could get home without it dragging on the floor the entire way. Yeah. So... Fairly dangerously, that one of my old colleagues at Mega Bowl was um, underneath the car with a lighter <laughs> trying to burn away the rubber holding the other <laughs> the, the exhausted. That's awesome. It totally worked. I don't think a lighter was that likely to like heat up the fuel tank enough to cause any kind of... I don't know, it's just any yeah. kind of flame near a car. It's slightly... I suppose people used to smoke in cars, but you know what? <laughs> Used to. <laughs> I think they well, probably still do in quite a lot of cases. Well, I suppose, but with new, with new cars, at least, it's like the cigarette lighters are an option now. Yeah, and then, like, so actually, the most recent time my car broke down was. Well, it, 
the battery basically died, and it makes me think that the alternator is fucked up. All the belt of the alternator is not the belt. The belt is not doing it right. <laughs> but we got a battery charger, so we just charged it back up, and it's like we just now that we've taken the battery out once, it should be much easier for us to theoretically take it out again if it needs to, because it was such a pain in the ass. Because like the where the battery is in the car. It's like, it's really easy to get the leads off, but then it's bolted onto the chassis, and the bolt is like in a one inch wide gap right down next to the battery. So you, so you can't it. really get a wrench in there to rotate it, so you have to use a vertical screwdriver with a like bolt attachment on the end of it, and then you can barely turn that. So in the end, we had to like put the screwdriver on and then attach a pair of pliers to the top of the screwdriver to actually get enough force to turn it. <laughs> yeah, I love doing that. It was like, God damn it, this is, how is this car so badly designed? But luckily, we're probably going to get rid of that car at some point. Pray. It's and replace old, it with it? a similar car. <laughs> Basically, probably exactly the same make, only less old. Get a Fiesta, get a Fiesta, get a Fiesta. <laughs> We're not going to get a Fiesta. Get a Fiesta, get a Fiesta. Why? What's it going to be? They don't break. Apart from you just said that, like, the exhaust. No, that's my Punta. Oh, the Punta. Yeah, the other one. Fords don't break. <laughs> I've, don't I've had break. good experience with, with all three of mine. There's still phone calls going on somewhere over there. just turn off the speakers? Do they need to be off? No, they don't. Okay. <laughs> it's just my proposed solution I'm not going to actually act on it in no way. <laughs> but uh, yeah so that's my car it's mostly fucked and also I've been having an internal battle against dampness because the inside of my car is so fucking damp somehow it just constantly misses up the, like the windows are always missed up whenever you get in like you're starting it and it's like squeezing inside the window to wipe all the thing off and then have the fan on for like the whole time just to keep it clear that's kind of a thing with older cars well it's probably got all kinds of rust holes or some shit (laughs) because that car is a bit skanky in other places so I was just like so I was just taken to like I just take a rag in the car and then just wipe down as much of the dampness and then just take the rag out and dry it off somewhere else I think it's working because today it was not quite so messed up as it usually is yeah it's like it's been less of a problem the newer the, the, the newer a car I have owned so maybe it's something they just decided to get right but or yeah maybe, maybe it's just deterioration something something goes yeah but yeah, it's, pro- it's proper like horribly like like actual water and condensation on the well, inside. The, yeah, it's horrible. It's like the, the it was quite bad the other the, the other day before I wiped it down. Where I I got in, I was like, oh look, the, the windscreen's all wet. So I turned on the windscreen wipers and they went across, and the, all the drips are actually on the inside, but they were like actual drips, so it looked like rain. Oh, right. I was like, the windscreen wipers go across and nothing changes. It's like, oh, <laughs> apparently that's on the inside. <laughs> Great. I hate it when like that stuff dries because then you end up having to clean the inside of your windscreen at some point because it's you know, really all horrible mark. I hate cleaning the inside of my windscreen because I just make it worse. It goes all streaky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't trust window clean. No. It doesn't seem to work very well. It cleans the window, but then when it dries, it's all fucked. Still. <laughs> <laughs> so that's poopy car. It needs meths or something. I don't know. Does that work? <laughs> clean it with meths on a car. Probably wouldn't. You probably want, wouldn't want to do it very soon before you drove. No, probably want to leave all the windows open for like a day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do that stuff. I tried not to. Just like never clean your car. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> a great plan. Oh, yeah, you, you, you could avoid getting it dirty in the first place. It's fine. Yeah, it's a better solution. So no, my car still works great. Yeah, well. 
your car is, is like you, really. Because like you crash the old yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Fords don't break unless I break them. <laughs> Proven. <laughs> I say that's the same with Kippers as well with his Fiesta. It didn't break until he broke it. <laughs> Maybe you just don't have Fords long enough to know if they go wrong. <laughs> you didn't break what? them too early. No, uh, not like you. But... I know, true. I had my arse focus like for that's true. nearly five years. That's true. And uh, the one before that, I had three years. And this one, I've had three months. <laughs> I wouldn't have said three years was that long, really, for cars. Maybe, but it was four years old when I got it. Yeah, oh, no, two years old when I got it, so it was five. So it would have been on the cusp of starting to have issues, I guess, mm. by that logic. And the one before that was a lot older. It was a 99, I think. 99 Reg Green Focus. I, t- I remember that card. It's a beautiful colour. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Green. That's so yeah, sufficient that, random, that, clearly. That's car news. Car and house news. Let's move on to video game news. So that you're going to get like a new Clio, you reckon? Probably. They're okay. I'm only paying for half of it, so I don't actually get to choose. You have money. Yeah, enough for that. All right. Enough <laughs> for half a car. Jeez. Half a cheap, shitty car. It'd probably only be like a thousand. <laughs> Not like a new Focus or any shit. Or a not new Focus. <laughs> in Rob's yeah, case yeah, I was only a year old it's fine yeah. indeed what would you want though I have no fucking idea all I need is a car that I can fit in that's the main problem <laughs> that's why we're just sticking with the Clio because we know that I fit in it <laughs> in fact it's like because of the way that cars have gone of late where they seem to have got taller it's not tall that's the problem it's the fact that most of my tallness is in the leg department so I need the seat to go way back because it's not a problem with like banging my head on the roof or anything Mm. I fit in vertically fine but I need to be able to put the seat far enough back that that my knees aren't hitting the integrators (laughs) (laughs) which was the problem in the smaller cars (laughs) I think it'll be fine in any modern car maybe So there. News! Indeed. Do we actually have any? Yeah, does have any? It's been three weeks. There should be something. Yeah, but... But the trouble is that we can't remember any of it. Well, we're supposed to... Wii U came out. I think we talked about last time, didn't we? we? Sort of. I I think we talked about the review, but it actually came out in this country now. Did it? (laughs) Because before we were disputing whether it actually came out. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Um, Yeah. I suppose... I don't know whether it says that Nintendo have got their act together this time or if people don't care for it that much, but there isn't a stock problem. Right, okay. You can buy them. Were they trying to plan for a stock problem, do you think? Yeah, well, I don't know, maybe. It might be easier to manufacture this time or... Hmm, okay. Well, that's good, I suppose. If you want to buy one. I guess. And before Christmas as well. (laughs) That's true. They didn't screw it up and have a massive shortage at Christmas like they did with the Wii. Well, yeah, it took me till an April afterwards, I think, to after the Wii's launch before I could get one. Yeah, you couldn't get them, could you? Mm, no. That's crazy. Considering it just sits there now. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so does a lot of things, really. Fair enough. If Rob hadn't cleaned up several of his other old consoles that were sitting down there. The Mega Drive and old Xbox would probably still be down there. <laughs> and the Sega CD. Yeah, just try not to count that. <laughs> I could because I 
couldn't get it to work. I don't have the right power adapter for it. Well, I think that's the reason. Anyway, I hope that's the reason. <laughs> My uh, actual legitimate real copy of Sonic CD will have to wait. Yep. Let's play on Explorer anyway. Have you been playing on Explorer? I've played a couple of times. Let's not talk about that yet. Okay. We're still in news. news. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> that's all I really have to say on the matter. <laughs> I thought of something else and then yeah. I forgot it. Oh wait, is that stupid the stupid thing about the because Nintendo's European offices are in Germany, they have to have time restrictions on when you can access eighteen plus games on the Wii store. It's like you have you can only buy them after eleven PM. <laughs> really? Apparently. What is that and that affects the UK as <laughs> yeah, well? Yeah, because just because their offices are in Germany, they have to abide by the German law. Is there a data centre in Germany? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Or whatever. Whatever is the thing that's in Germany that has to abide by that part of the law has to stick to the German laws, which are slightly more strict than the rest of Europe. That's kind of weird. Well, basically all of... I say that's kind of weird, but that's just the tip of a very large iceberg with regards to Nintendo's online services. (laughs) And Europe, in terms of computer services. Well, Germany always were weird about censorship and ratings. But I didn't mean Germany, really. I meant... Bonely Germany. <laughs> That's not why it sounds like Bonely. <laughs> Germany, really? No. Uh, well, it's like I meant like just video game releases and stuff. Always being retired in Europe. When is Scribble Unlimited coming out? Those fuckers. <laughs> hey, at least there's a PC version of that. In theory, if it ever comes out. <laughs> yeah. Do you really need more Scribble Notes though? It's the same. It's always the I same. I want the PC version. I want well, to be able to access hilarious Steam Workshop. Yeah, exactly. They've made it, they've made it Steam Workshopable. Oh, right. So people cool. can add crap. Yeah. So I can type in random shit and it actually produces what I actually mean rather than a hat that thinks or whatever. <laughs> 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 the classic. I wonder if they'll go down like a um, a little big planet route with it, perhaps. Well, yeah. I mean, if so they can make, make levels. Yeah, if they can make it so you could also make levels, that would be the best result. Someone has to come up with some ingenious word problems. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that would be the problem with it, though, in that people would want to make levels for it, but they wouldn't be as clever as the people making the normal Scribble Notes levels, so they'd make them, and they'd all be really shit and easy. And well, so I, don't think some... you, I don't think you can really be that clever with Scribble Notes, really, because... Because you're not setting a solution, you're setting a problem, and the solution is any fucking word in the entire world. <laughs> you can't account for everyone being ingenious and coming up with ridiculous solutions. You no, know? but the solution. I mean, you can to some extent because there's only so many mechanics that the actual words perform. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what I mean. You base your solutions on the effect, not on the word. But yeah, it's not like you can make. It's not like word puzzles, really. It's like. You're not trying to make... It's not like a crossword. You're not trying to make someone come up with a specific word. You're just trying to make them come up with a word that does a thing that the game thinks it should do. Yeah. I suppose you could argue that that's part of the challenge of Scribblenauts is just finding out what words have what effects and then remembering those mechanics for when you need them later. Well, that was the thing about the second DS game where it's like, well, I'm not sure if the first game did it as well. It's the old, like, resolve the puzzle three different ways, so you have yeah. to use different words. Yeah. Which was surprisingly hard, because you'd think you'd be able to think of three words that did the same thing mechanically, but <laughs> not so much. Hmm. 
or at least not as easily. It's like my, I think my, I definitely talked about this before at the time, but like the classic example was the the vents, where it's like the vents blow air, so it creates like a, it wafts things around. It was surprisingly hard to try and think of another thing that did that. <laughs> think of another Fans. vent type thing. And it was also geezers. I mean, you could probably come up with other things that did that, but the other trouble was finding something that did that that was as compact as a vent to <laughs> shove it into all the little ingenious places you, had, you could put them. If you put thermal, would it count it as a, a noun or an adjective? I think if you put thermal, it'll probably be a jumper. Oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the other problem, words that have two meanings. <laughs> well, that was always the problem. Doesn't it, like, disambiguate some of them? Like sometimes and then you got like in brackets yeah. it's like oh you can do this or this yeah sometimes I'm not sure like a thermal updraft is a is enough of an object to count as an object there no it's not really a thing is it I suppose it's an effect yeah it's not like you could put loud noise in no and it's suddenly not <laughs> it'd be cool if you could you just put loud noise in and suddenly just goes bang <laughs> I mean, you could do the two things like putting night and change it to nighttime. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> doesn't just give you a moon. Well, it does give you a moon, but that's what changes it. You put a moon in the sky and then it changes. <laughs> moon sky. So what else? Any more news? Uh, Bioshock racism. <laughs> Bioshock racism. Oh, uh, yeah, just... <laughs> little post I stumbled upon yesterday about like the ridiculousness of uh, the Stormfront forums which are always ridiculous and apparently internet um, forums are ridiculous no shit yeah I know. <laughs> but you know really badly like saying that you know Bioshock Infinite oh it's about a Jew <laughs> killing white American patriots it's like <laughs> well that's what happened with Resident Evil 5 though so you know what I'm mean, really expecting I know but it's just haven't we got past this yet? No. It's, 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 Never. This is insane. Okay. Mysterious. I should have to look into that one. It's yeah. really quite weird. Um, yeah, it's not, you know, the, the posts are pretty horrid, in fairness. So I'm not sure I'd recommend it. Yeah, lovely. The internet. Yeah. Goddamn. Fools. Yeah. Disappointing. I did watch some stuff, but they released some more trailers for yeah. um, the gameplay for Bioshock Infinite. It looks fucking nuts. <laughs> it looks all a bit like he knows exactly what he's doing in the level, and if you didn't know what you're doing, you'd be like, where the fuck am I going next? Yeah, Shit. it's like the fact that you just jump onto a rail, and then you <laughs> jump off it, and then you kill some dudes, and then you're back on the rail doing stuff, whilst knowing that Elizabeth is about to chuck you some ammo or something. It's like, how, how does this all... Yeah, work from work. A, a manageable gameplay perspective. So much going on, but admittedly, it looks really cool. It does. But it's just cool. like I'm not sure how it's actually going to translate to a playable experience. The classic question is: uh, He's got this thing that attaches to rails, attached to his arm. But how come his entire arm doesn't just wrench off <laughs> when he when he attaches? He's super thin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or he has one really beefy arm. <laughs> Super beef arm, like, ching! Yeah, anyway. Or, it's, or he's a robot. <laughs> he's, yeah, it was obviously superhuman, like uh, like the guy in the first well, Unless this thing is attached to some sort of harness around his arm, Maybe, so you know, he doesn't actually sense. have to hold on to it. You know, or yeah. it's just plasmids. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's some, clearly some kind of plasmid thing. Yeah, it's like a crow plasmid or something. <laughs> Summon the crows. Stun enemies for a bit. Yeah. And then you have to get a rocket launcher. Well, it could be cool. I'm not a massive like Bioshock guy, but I think I'd definitely give it a go. Yeah, the concept alone is pretty cool, and I like the art style, so it's, which is always Bioshock's biggest strength. Mm, exactly. Even if the gameplay was always a little... Yeah, not so sure. Yeah, they're, they're um, obviously going all out on the art style. So. Yeah. Uh, it got delayed again. Yeah, well. So it's probably going to be sort of towards the middle of the year. Oh, right, okay. Um, now. I thought it was like March. I thought they had it. But they won't then. release it in the middle of the year because no one ever releases everything in the middle of the year. <laughs> so it'll be September. <laughs> you think? Mm. Maybe. I I mean, early, early years have seen some big releases sometimes, like Mass Effect. Yeah, it? but early, not middle. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. It's true. It's weird. Middle Ground doesn't get a lot of big releases because it's like film season and outdoor season, so game devs or game publishers are like, yeah, not so sure. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, well, I don't know what it got delayed to in Venice. It might not be by much. I think maybe, it's like, I was just thinking about other things that are coming out. Stuff does come out in April, May time. Other things that are coming out that I might have wanted to, like... We come out, and I was thinking, oh no, what if SimCity gets delayed? And that that's maybe a game that I could see coming out in summer because that's not maybe that's not <laughs> doesn't it seems like a sort of a summery game. Doesn't seem like it has any specific year time, like Tropicade. Tropicade, <laughs> Tropicade. Well, that would make sense. Tropicade or Far Cry, or like Far Cry would have been a, a would have been thematically appropriate for a summer release. Yeah, but they wouldn't have done. It's too it's too high. No. It's too high profile. Yeah. What about Civ? When do the Civs normally come out? Fucking no. <laughs> okay. They only release one of them so infrequently anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. When did Civ 2 came out in 96 or something? <laughs> <laughs> and now we're on five. Yeah. So what rate is that? <laughs> one every three years-ish. Not that bad a rate, really. Slightly more than three years, isn't it? <laughs> There's only been three more since oh, three since two. Yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm miscounting. I'm doing what you did yesterday in like maths. Yeah, it's like eight. How come there's three left? Eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> We've got three tiers in our battlefield uh, weapons. Uh, one, two, and three. three. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Genius. Yeah, the Battlefield Aftermath was it scavenger mode or something <laughs> yeah we don't care about Battlefield DLC well I still think Close Quarters could be fun and Aftermath doesn't look too bad the map the map looked interesting have they got the uh, what's it the open armoured kill things out yeah don't care I hate that stuff <laughs> you've always hated that stuff I, it's the worst bit of Battlefield just traversing large open areas is the worst bit of Battlefield because you just spend ages traversing it to die immediately and if you don't have a vehicle you're fucked I think that's the idea isn't it though you get loads of vehicles I presume yeah, yeah. maybe but then whoever gets the tank is going to have a fun time whoever gets the shitty jeep or was it did they interest the ATVs in that or in what did they have ATVs in that or, or are they saving that for the last release I can't remember I think they are in aren't they they put in artillery rocket launchers, so I'm not sure how they even work. Although the, I think the mo- the thing that would probably annoy me, and this is 
sort of related to a, another game, but they, they put in the classic like eighty one thirty style films. And the trouble was uh, that that uh, the, re- the reason that also was annoying me was because they basically have this have a, a, a an equivalent kind of thing in Planet Side Two, where it's like one of the weapon unlocks you can get for one of the aircraft is basically like a tank gun attached <laughs> to the bottom of it. Which is super fucking annoying because it just hovers a million miles away where no one can see it and just pounds you and just murders everyone in the base. And there's nothing you can do about it really in Planet Side 2 because none of the anti-air weapons or at least none of the infantry anti-air weapons are lock on. So you can't... Oh, are they not? No. Oh, that sucks. It's all flak. So you can't really do anything about it. And and also, because it can shoot from so far away, you can barely even... It, but it's like, if you're standing out there looking at the sky trying to see it, you're already dead. I thought I'd seen... I <laughs> you can't I'd... stand there and go, where the fuck is that thing? Because it'll shoot you. <laughs> I thought I'd seen anti-air rockets track. Aircraft have homing rockets. No, no, from the ground. I thought I'd seen that. But okay, maybe I'm wrong. Well, um, unless it's one of the actual unlocks I haven't noticed. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the anti-air... But the, but the unlocks are behind such ridiculous... Well, yeah, that too. Like, it's obviously... I mean, obviously that attachment for that aircraft is one of the mo- most expensive ones for that aircraft. And it's like, anyone who's using it, your dive guy is like, those fuckers. <laughs> they paid for this. <laughs> They're just racking up the cheapo kills. We'll talk about Planet Side 2 later, but that does sound a little bit like pay to win. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what else news? I ain't got much else. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit burned. <laughs> burned. We, we haven't made any plans for Game of the Year yet. Yeah. Oh, I've, never... I've been making the list. Fuck you guys. I'm planned. <laughs> I wouldn't call that a plan. Making a list is like required. <laughs> I'm checking it twice. <laughs> it's just like look at the wiki is how you make a list. Oh, oh that too, right? Games released yet. in 2012 wiki page. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Okay, That's how you make a list. You don't actually try to remember. I went for the tag <laughs> list for the soundcast to just so we know what we played. Yeah, I guess. It's because, you know, it's a bit hard for us to vote on stuff that we haven't played. <laughs> it's a bit hard for us to vote on stuff anyway, because rarely have we all played it, or even two of us in most cases. Oh, yeah, but that involves two of us, like, to... No, probably we'll have like two of us trying to convince the other one. I suppose the last few years is the problem. We've, we've voted for things that we've all we've played. All played. Yeah. What was it? Portal, Portal 2. Portal 2 last year. Well, Mass- Portal 2 was acceptable. Mass Effect 2. Because that was actually good. <laughs> Mass Effect 2 was actually good too. Yeah. We've got and some seriously high-profile quality games three. this year though. Like Halo 4, Black Ops 2, Mass Effect 3. They're all brilliant. Fez. Pimble Arcade. I wouldn't need to watch the Fez. I haven't even played that. <laughs> I'm I'm interested more to see other people's Game of the Year stuff because it seems like there's quite a high chance of there being smaller stuff actually in the yeah. Line. You can't say that. It's like saying you know fuck our Game of the Year. Just yeah, I didn't say that. I was I was quite interested in seeing other people's. Yeah, I didn't see our one was going to be bad. <laughs> How long until we find out that well, Giant Bomb Game of the Year isn't until, until Christmas, Christmas? Yeah, or is it after Christmas? No, it is Christmas. Well, we don't do ours until the year's actually up. No, we well. Just, yeah. Not that we have a strict timetable or anything or ever make any plans of it. It's just like, when's the next two weeks podcast due? Oh, wait, it's this week. Well, we'll do Game of the Year instead. <laughs> because the Christmas break is quite a good time to catch up on a few things. Well, providing we're not doing stuff, yeah. We don't do it in advance, like places that actually have to go on holiday at Christmas. Where it's like, now I'm going to not be working and go home. 
Whereas we yeah. can turn up pretty much wherever. Well, like, yeah, well, America has the convenient Thanksgiving break, I suppose, for this. Not that they do it then. No, but they can go and get some game in, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess. It's, it's a holiday sort of b- roughly before when it becomes... But also something we don't do. We don't, we don't try and play more stuff to catch up. No, I guess not. <laughs> but you don't do anything but play games anyway, so... I don't think games I want. Don't force me myself to play shitty games, or I, games I'm not interested in playing, even if they are good. should still play Mass Effect 3, though. Maybe. I keep thinking about ordering it. It's been in my Amazon shopping basket for like ages, and then it's like I keep forgetting to actually hit the go button. <laughs> also, because I don't want to just buy buy like a single game from Amazon because that seems like a waste. It's like shove some other stuff in there. <laughs> oh, I order single things off Amazon all the time, especially because it has free super saver delivery, so it doesn't matter what the fuck. It's free delivery. Yeah, that's true. It just doesn't seem like it seems like there should be some other stuff that I should be getting from Amazon at the same time that I keep forgetting about. Well, like socks. <laughs> What's that other shit? Like, they sell socks? <laughs> yeah, you can get socks from Amazon. Maybe I should buy some socks. It's like a clothing outlet, isn't there, on Amazon now or something? They do do shoes, I know that. I don't know about socks. <laughs> oh, I'd never order shoes online. That just seems like a dumb idea. It does. Why are they focused well, on Well, I that? equally don't want to go to a shoe shop. Because that's just a lot of hassle in itself. What, you mean just go to Asda then? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it doesn't like, matter if the shoes are shit. You only paid like £2 for them. Like go to, <laughs> go to JJB Sports or something. Only can't because it's shut down. Places that aren't actually shoe shops so you don't have to deal with it's shoe shopping. Sports Direct, isn't there, for that sort of thing? Or Maybe. If you want trainers. Fuck shoe shops. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, last time I bought a pair of shoes that I really liked and were... Mm. Probably the most I've ever spent on a pair of shoes. Fucking tear my feet apart. <laughs> so really, you just did a very good job. They were comfortable until you start walking in them for any kind of distance, and then you realise you've lost your, the skin on the back of your heel. So you didn't walk backwards and forwards in the shop sufficiently? No, I didn't, I didn't make it to the point where it was painful. They should put, like, a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Just stand here and like run in place for ten minutes and see if you're okay. Yeah, but then you probably fuck the shoes up so no one else wants to buy them. <laughs> yeah, that is the problem. Yeah, so I, I've it's like for that brief moment in time, I finally had an appreciation for shoes, and then it went <laughs> like that. That's Why funny. did you appreciate them before that? It was like they were good until. Well, no, because before it had always just been I could get away with like spending like a couple of pounds on a shit pair of trainers from Asda and they'd last like six years and be comfortable and it'd be like, fuck it, I don't get what this deal is with shoes. <laughs> and then for this moment in time, it was like, but those are pretty. <laughs> it's like, and, and quite stylish. They're, they're, they're my vans, by the way, the, the sort of um, right. sneaker style vans. How much are they? They were about 50 quid. Oh, that's fine. Isn't it? That's more, that's more than I've ever spent on shoes. The thing yeah. is, if you spend it's... more on shoes, they literally do last longer. It is true. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, well, actually, no. I've had a pair. Of, I've, had, I've, had, I've had some. No, well, those. Yeah, those ones will last fucking ages because <laughs> yeah. I barely wear them. <laughs> and it's um, but you know, I have had some seriously cheap shoes that just lasted ages. I think the ones that they're now falling apart, and I use them solely for either going out in the garden solely. getting, getting yeah. hair yeah. getting dirty or going up into the loft because you know walking around on loft boards barefoot seems like a bad idea um, <laughs> loft shoes yeah they're my loft shoes um, but they were from Matalan and were like a fiver but they lasted like a decade <laughs> so you know maybe, maybe my 
view on quality shoes has been skewed by having seriously good luck with super cheap shoes. Yeah, maybe. But it's kind of cool if you can. But yeah, you know, it's like they, they these vans haven't helped my opinion. Well, they're uncomfy then. Really? Well, they're fine until you walk any distance in them. Right. Well, I guess they're like, for like twenty minutes is enough. You walk for twenty minutes, like what the work the route I used to do in Cambridge, or from the train station to the centre of town, right. that kind of thing. And by that point, you want to stop, take them off, and just not move for the rest of the day, <laughs> which is fine because you then get to work. <laughs> but then you've got to get back, and but and your and your feet still hurt, and there's still like missing bits. Missing I'm, miss, I'm missing a bit of my heel. Hmm, weird. It's on that foldy bit, you know. Like, I thought we were like, talking like about before this. Shoes. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. We hadn't quite finished news, but I can't remember what bit of news led to that whole conversation. <laughs> I hope these boots last like a decade. <laughs> Do you want to guess how much they were? They were over 100 squid, weren't they? Yeah. Yep. Keep going. <laughs> 200 screws? Yeah, keep going. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> no, they're really stupid. I would never do that again. <laughs> I didn't have to pay rent at the time. <laughs> I was like, right, well, I could be walking a lot. They're quite stupid, though. And I broke the lace, so now I have to go and find, like, new laces. Man, I hate shoelaces as well. Oh, yeah. Shoelaces on these shoes are they stupid. I hate stupid synthetic laces, because when you tie them up, it's like, they don't grip, so they don't actually stay yeah, tied, yeah. ever. These have been really, like, I don't know, I presume these are leather or whatever they are, but uh, I have to go back. There's only, like, one shop in England that sells these fucking shoes. I have to go back to, like, Covent Garden and get... You have to get the official shoelaces. No, that's true, but the thing is, they do, like... I don't know. They're just black. <laughs> Did it detract from the value of the shoe? No, guess? no, I'm just wondering. Because <laughs> it doesn't look like a normal, like, shoe, like shoelaces for, like, a normal shoe would probably wear even faster cause, than, than that. Because they're, like, flat and... You can get flat normal shoelaces. Yeah, maybe. It's just... Because this is, like, waterproof and everything. I suppose it doesn't matter, does it? No. Okay. You, you can replace the laces plenty of times, just as long as the shoe's okay. I yeah. you can get those off Amazon. There you go, that's what we were talking about. Shoelaces. Shoelaces. Yeah, that was okay. okay. You probably can. It'd be from some third-party seller thing. Would you... Yeah. Anywho. Footlocker. <laughs> I bet Footlocker have a shit talented laces. <laughs> oh, yeah, they will do. I know, but... Uh... Never mind. They're actually, the manufacturer I looked up their website and they said they'd send you shit free, free replacement laces, but only in the US and Canada. Oh, oh goddamn. Point. Like, give us your address and we'll just send them. <laughs> Bitchin'. Anyway. Shoes! Shoes! <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm, I'm, I, uh, news? I don't know. I think it's been slow on the news front. Yeah. Like, it's like everyone's winding down. <laughs> kind of there's been a bit of vague goddess news god oh godus or oh, is it godus it's gotta be goddess even though it looks like godus to me but yeah not much though he seems to be showing way too much of it way early I suppose <laughs> but I guess he's a it's kickstarter what he does yeah it's, yeah. What, it's what you need to do for a kickstarter really <laughs> yeah I guess but uh isn't there supposed to be like a working prototype that you can like try like now <laughs> or something well, I don't know I don't know Anyway, they did update um, the cube as well, so that you can now see people um, the curiosity cube. So you can now see people mashing the cubes in real time <laughs> when you're zoomed in, which is kind of cool. Um, and it also, um, when you're zoomed out, you can see like light sparkles of where the most activity is. Yeah. So you can go and zoom in, and like, oh, I'm going to help people out over here. It's uh, 
you know, remember pointless edition <laughs> to an already pointless thing. Brilliant. Good old Molyneux. 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 Dan and Guildford saying dumb things. <laughs> the Jewel of Surrey. <laughs> Jewel of Surrey. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? Is- that was on one of those. That, that was on that video we literally just oh, watched a few it? minutes ago Sorry, on, on the Xbox. <laughs> one of those what that pwned. Oh right. Thing. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention to that. Mm. I wish I could claim credit for that, but I can't. The Do you time. really wish you could claim credit for that? Actually, no, I don't give a shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's the end of news, I guess. I guess. Unless we can think of anything else, which we can't. Goom! I guess my intro for the game segment. <laughs> Goom! Goom! So, the Smash Bros. game, nice. Uh, Robert Kemp. Goom! What have you been playing? Um, fuck ton of stuff. <laughs> Obviously. Where, where should we start? Let's start with the big guns, because we didn't get much time to talk about Halo 4 last time before we... Literally the big guns. Yep. Or yeah. the lots of guns and shooting of things in the face. Yeah. Genre. Um, so I've now finished that. Um, played through the campaign on what is it heroic level and played even more multiplayer so I haven't done Spartan Ops because I'm waiting for Zach so we can do that on co-op and do it properly we've got to do co-op campaign first though. yeah we're only a little way what three missions into co-op campaign so we've got a shit ton of all of that to do um, I liked it I liked it a lot but the story is kind of weak yep I I mean I know that's no big shocker for a Halo thing but I think they sort of got it ro- so right in Reach yeah Reach was cool I quite like Reach it's Although the, I wasn't sure. The characters weren't, like, super strong, but the actual... No, but the actual sort of prequel plot story was okay, was right. yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, there was a few twists, a few turns. So this doesn't really have that. You kind of... It sets itself up, and by the end of Mission 3, where that controversy involving the didact occurs, where everyone seems to know what the fuck's going on, except the player, <laughs> <laughs> it's... And you, it sort of just follows the natural course from there. You know, it borrowed, there are some segments where it borrows quite heavily from Halo 1. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it just doesn't interest me. Shit, you know, the, uh, Cortana gets worse. You, the didact becomes a bigger threat at one point. Um, threat to who? Wow, is that spoilers? Wow. Um and it doesn't answer any of the more any of the most pertinent questions about the whole setting of that game, like just why stuff is how it is. It just don't, doesn't answer any of that, right? And it plays a few like I think it's about at the end of mission five or something. It plays a ridiculous curveball as to the kinder as to why Master Chief is who he is in a way, and it's it's like really. You've played that card? Oh, it's, it's, it's just... Uh, I don't know. Not not so much of a fan. I'm, I am a fan of how they've done it, how it's told and the quality of presentation is right up there. It's just not great when you start thinking about the beats. If you know what I mean? The story beats. <laughs> the beats. The beats. It's all about the beats. Dr. Beats. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Dr. 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 Beats. So... But it plays great, as I say. It plays like Halo, which is no bad thing, but they don't really do much with it, if you know what I mean. It's not... 
I think it's almost like 343 are just sitting there saying, you know, we've, we've tweaked a few things, but we haven't changed the formula. You know, you can trust us with this to the point where they actually say that in the credits where it's like, thanks for trusting us. With, oh, this, right. with this with this beloved franchise or something like that something it's like um, so you know they've played it somewhat safe you could argue but maybe they needed to maybe um, for their first outing I think they're always going to play it safe yeah but it's a you know it's a technically brilliant game you saw it yesterday looks the graphics are uh, much improved it's pretty amazing that you can get that out of a 360 yeah and that, you... and that you know if you had known you know, it's weird how like all you need is knowledge, and like you could have you could have written that game, and it could have come out, you know, yeah. five years ago and looked the same because the hardware is the same. It's weird how that doesn't really apply to the PC world so much, does it? There are certain like developers, like Codemasters, I'll, I'll bring out here, who write the Ego Engine for Dirt Two and Dirt Three, and it runs, it looks amazing, and runs like stink. You know, it looks. And it looks great and runs fast. Yeah. And that's probably come out of the knowledge they've learned from how to optimize the engine on consoles. Probably 360 and more, more than... Yeah, exactly. And they've yeah. done that level of work to make the PC versions great. That's often why there's a massive delay between the... I, I would imagine between why the console launch comes out and then it takes a while for them to then put the PC version out. For presumably different optimizations, but they do that. Yeah. And it's like, And you have something like Battlefield... Which, don't get me wrong, looks pretty great on my machine, but it's not... It struggles. My mach- I can't run it with all of its yeah. prowess and stuff like that. And it's uh, and an Xbox can fucking do that as well. Wow. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not got all the settings wrapped up, but it can do Battlefield pretty well on seven-year-old hardware. Mysterious. Do you know what I mean? There's a weird... In, but I don't think it always translates, which mm. is a bit frustrating. I mean, I know often PC requirements are a bit different. Like, you know, the resolution is often higher, so you're putting your graphics card under quite a lot more load than mm. the Xbox's 720 output. But it's it's just all the weird tricks you can do when you know the hardware is like homogeneous. It's like all the same. Yeah. So, so like yeah, as I say, you've you've had the you've had developers on it for seven years, maybe eight years, depending on when the dev kits came out. Yeah, and it's um. They they know this shit now. They, they must. It's weird. Every time we say they must be reaching the limits of this hardware by now. Well, this is the last gasp, isn't it? Kind yeah. of for three hundred and sixty. This Halo Four business, but it's still getting better. Mm. This is the thing. Like <clears throat> you'd think by the end of a console cycle, there'd be like a a year or two where they haven't improved that much. Yeah, but they still are. It's like you know, Black Ops isn't a great example, but. It's still kind of technically impressive. Some of the lighting they use in places is great. Weird Some how they the, just and, like... and the fact that there's so much going on and it always runs at sixty frames per second, you know, still is fascinating. And with each iteration of the game, they just do more and more. They don't perhaps up the quality of it, but they make the engine handle more. Yeah, just it's... at the same time, and it's there's definitely a trend for like, oh, okay, we've hit the limits on like the engine detail and stuff let's just muck about with lighting and what can we do yeah like, I guess yeah. you can see that in both block cobblobs and in like Halo yeah like, like I think there's like poly limits for instance yeah like they don't the polygon count doesn't seem to have gone up for a while they've just made yeah. the effects nicer yeah and found ways to make them a bit more realistic and animation techniques for instance I guess don't actually take up much more processing power 
Probably when they're not. done well. Yeah. It's just that studios have got more money and like animation techniques in general have just got better mm. and more natural looking. Yeah. Um, which all obviously plays into the whole game's aesthetic. But, you know, it's... Yeah, Halo 4, there we go. It's, um, I still stand by what we... I think we touched on this last time that they've revamped a lot of the audio design. Yeah, that assault um, rifle gun sounds. The assault rifle sounds great. Actually, all most of the human guns sound sound pretty cool, with the possible exception of the battle rifle, which sounds a little bit like a hit laser. Right. It's like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. And, and the pistol sounds kind of weird now. It's not quite so. It used to be a meteor hell. Though, yeah, it's like a. Before now, it's kind of a. It's a bit pansy, but maybe that's. Maybe it's how it's supposed to be, really. It's a Probably, pistol. yeah, it is a pistol. But, you know, those sounds don't sound so good. And I still kind of agree with Zach's comments about that the Covenant weapons just don't feel like they have any punch. And like even the carbine doesn't feel like it has much of a punch and it's supposed to be like a rifle sort of thing. Like, that feels weaker than it did before. Right, yeah. And the Prothean weapons, with the possible exception of the Prothean shotgun, don't sound very powerful either compared to the chunk of metal that you get from a human gun. Yeah. Mm. I kind of prefer some of the old sounds, I think, for that stuff. Yeah. Not for Prothean's, but for Covenant stuff. But it's... I suppose the good example of that is the new Storm Rifle, which is the Covenant equivalent of the Assault Rifle, and it just sort of sounds like fat, 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 fat. Right. That doesn't sound so good. Just a lot quicker than that. Fat, 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 fat. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Grenades are less useful, so I found myself barely using them. Yeah. Um, that was a whole deal with Halo. Was the well, they, they still have the ability to flush people out right? Yeah. If, you, if you want to use it for that. Um, with the possible exception of the pulse grenades. The pulse grenades are a bit strange. Um, they're the Prothean ones, and they basically create a sort of damaging field for a little while. If you're standing in it, you get hurt very slowly. They don't really do much to you, and then it collapses on itself and causes a... Pretty small explosion, really. It's you know, if you're standing right on it, then you're going to die. But if you're you know, just a little bit away from it, you're fine. It's not going to do you any 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 harm. Yeah. So they're they're a tricky thing to use. Um, plus, you know, because they have so long sat there, just being big and glowy, everyone just gets out of the way. Right. Yeah. And unless you have a particularly stupid Prothean knight that just happens to walk right through it, and you're like, <laughs> but they have to be pretty dumb to do that. Hunters are still a pain in the shit. It's just... I freaking hate Hunters now. It's like, they used to be... I don't know, in Halo 1, they were kind of, it was kind of cool. A mm. bit exploitable, I suppose. But, yeah, they were quite easy. But then, like, I don't know if it was after Halo 2 or during Halo 2, they came up with this idea, oh, Hunters always are always in pairs. Right, yeah. And then they just became... No, I think they were always in pairs, weren't they, in, in Halo 1? No, the first one you fight is on its own. Is it? I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. On the, it's on that island level, isn't it? The uh... Yeah, the cartographer. Silent cartographer. Yeah. I don't know. We'll play Anniversary Edition again soon. Yeah. Um, I thought they were in pairs. But... I, I thought that first encounter was just one, and I seem to remember another section where there's just one that comes out of... It might be the same level, actually, where <laughs> he just comes out of one of the complexes you're about to go into. Right, yeah. It's on that one where there's like a little raised platform... Um sort of uh, like around a around a cliff yeah. sort of thing yeah. there's like a the, the actual entrance is kind of halfway up this cliff 
it's not a very steep big cliff in the middle, but you know it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And I think there's just one that comes out of that corridor when you're on your approach, and then there's a sword elite in there when you start getting working your way oh, into yeah, that yeah. opening. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know what they changed, but they've just become much more annoying. And because I guess partly out of their ability to animate them better, they can just hit in like virtually every direction around them. So right. being behind them isn't very safe. Oh, okay. Because they'll just turn around and go whoop. It's so it just makes it a bit of a, a bit of a crapshoot as to what they're going to do. I find mm. as to your success rate with them, um, and we did have a glitch when we were playing co-op where the uh, um, their fuel rod cannons went invisible. Yeah, <laughs> so we couldn't see where the shots were going. It's like oh crap, and also probably because of co-op, it was really difficult to tell when you were actually hitting them because you didn't see any of that ridiculous orange blood like they usually yeah, have. But it, it doesn't do that in single player. It is just a co-op thing. We were, it might have been related to the same glitch, in fairness, that things just weren't appearing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we weren't getting much of an impact when we were shooting them, so it's hard to tell whether we were actually doing damage or not. And even when it is in single player, to be honest, the orange splat isn't quite so big as it used to be. Um, I don't like hunters. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. And I don't know how this sets up as a trilogy yet. It's not particularly clear by the way it ends. Right, okay. Quite, which is, I suppose, a good thing. You don't really know where they're going with it. But so it doesn't end on a particularly high note. Um, it's all kind of down and... Uh, well, obviously, what's going to happen is my <laughs> incredible prediction in Towers. Here we go. This is fine. This isn't, these aren't spoilers. I, I, okay, not, I haven't played Fast Mission 3, so I don't actually know. I want to <laughs> so if I say anything hilariously accurate, that would just be funny. Like so, obviously. So where 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 we've got where I've got to, which isn't really that much of a spoiler, but there's humans again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you find some humans, and the dinette is all like, "Grr, humans!" Sort of for some reason because he's some kind of evil guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much all the story tells you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. So, but then it's just like, so obviously, what's going to happen is that. Coincidentally, it's going to be exactly the same story again. It's going to be like, okay, the the dialect is going to eventually be like, covenant, and then the covenant is going to be like, oh shit, we have to ally with the humans, and then there's going to be a portal, and then this is in Halo 6. Oh, and then there's going to be like a ship, and then you go for a portal, and then you end up at Earth, and the dialect's like, oh, we must destroy Earth, and then you have to defend Earth, and then you have to fight him back, and then you go to a secret facility, and then it all blows up, and everyone's happy. <laughs> That's basically Halo 6 and Halo 7 now. <laughs> Or five and six. Five and six. You know, it's the I, same I, story it, again. Yeah. You know what? I don't want to say anything. <laughs> of course but... it does. <laughs> I, you don't want to oh, say. I'm, I'm desperate to say something, but I can't. I can't. I just can't. But it's, um... <sighs> there's going to be the shitty, yeah, will... <laughs> the shitty middle game where at the end it's a horrible cliffhanger when you get back to Earth. Yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, who's that? Oh, it's Master Chief again. I think it's going to play out a little... I'll say it now. I think it's going to play out a little differently from that, but only a little bit. Sounds about quite spot on to me. Lol. Maybe. They already used the jumping out of space thing, though, so they don't need to do that again. Yeah, they might end up... Oh, no, then again, I guess they did do it in, like, that was several of the Halo games. It's like, oh, it's, they've done it in three... For a brick or whatever. They've done it through in three and Reach already. Yeah, well, Reach doesn't really count. That, that wasn't Master Chief. No, well, yeah, when George throws you out of the cruiser. Yeah. And uh, you just, you know, wake up, get somewhere. up. 
Then you have to be right next to this city. New Alexandria, yeah. You wake up there. And then, yeah, the the classic ones where you just jump off the back of that thing. Is it, was it, is that the, that's not the Ark, is it? No, No, it's the something. Yeah. It's a ship. Um, Yeah, you just jump off the back of that. And you also jump off the the gun station through a Covenant Cruiser. That's not technically... You don't fall all the way. Oh, you yeah, go back into that. another ship. That's Halo 2, yeah, where you're, you're flying with the bomb. Yeah. But you're, yeah, you're not, you don't really... You drop the bomb off and then you just get back in. Oh, you land on another you human land, ship. Yeah, you, you, land land on, like, you land on um, Miranda Keyes' ship. Is it Miranda? Yeah. Yeah. For a break. He, he flew pretty break. good. <laughs> yeah. So they've done that several times. And it does... And then the story does link up with that Ford Unto Dawn. Um, well, yeah, no, because the good dude is the captain of that ship or whatever. Well, he's not the captain, or but he's, he's a, on a, the ship. Yeah, a member of Infinity is Lasky, who is in the... Uh, <laughs> Even the, though the, main the whole thing the... in Ford Unto Dawn is like, he's really bad in Cryosleep. So, so he's like, but I still want to go on a ship. Fuck it. I might die or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that might be why he's not a combat guy anymore or has progressed up to leadership. Yeah, but that whole ship was a cryo ship, wasn't it? Because that's why it's so far away from Earth now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, or maybe it's... No, I don't know. Yeah. He may die at any point. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, no, allergic reaction. Blah! But none of that's in the game, naturally. No. Did you there's, watch... there's too much that's not in the game. Did you watch the Terminal videos? I've watched three of them. The ones that we found, basically. Yeah, and I, I didn't really find many others. I found a couple more during my gameplay, but I haven't got all of them yet. And I haven't watched those that I've found since right. the first ones we got. I should probably show you those. Yeah. Um, they explain a little more of what's going on. Like, they are from the far, far past, right. as far as I can tell. Um, during well, no, I should probably shouldn't say very much, but they're from the they're from the long a long time ago, and they you should watch them. <laughs> um, it's I still find it bizarre that they just didn't bother making that part of the game though. Yeah, they should be in the game. You shouldn't have to go to fucking waypoint because they want people to go to waypoint. Well, I point to the smart glass stuff as well because you know naturally. This is part, you know, every game that Microsoft publishes has to have smart glass now. Well, arguably. It's the same as saying, like, well, the same as saying, like, the PlayStation wanted people to make shit for home. They want them to do it, but I'm not sure. No, 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 really no. My, Microsoft like... published stuff, they have said they will do it. <laughs> it's not like for third party, yeah, fuck it, they can do what they want. But it's um, Microsoft stuff will have smart glass. Yeah, but and it's, um, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, in some capacity. And in this case, it's basically a sort of mini waypoint, if you know what I mean. So you can view stats. Yeah. And it's really... And it's not a great interface, and it's... it's basically, it's utterly pointless. That's what I'm try, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make. It's like, there's, there really isn't any worth in having the smart glass for Halo 4. Right. Really. I don't know, unless there's an option I didn't find in it or something, but it's just, it's a crappy interface. It's not really very touch-friendly, and maybe this is because of device restrictions or something, but... It's not device restrictions. But you know what I mean? Because the fact that they've designed it for both Surface, Android, and iOS. Yeah, but they all have a touchscreen, don't they? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they're they're still finding their feet with how to get this stuff to work. I don't know. Smart Glass needs some work, if you ask me. It could be cool, but so far they've just not done anything particularly well 
the, the Forza Horizon GPS sounds like the most useful thing to have come out of it, but I don't know how it works. Mm. Not can't say I've tried it. But it's just like a map or what? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a map or if it's like a, a, it's a map just that like Wii U. So. <laughs> well, no, that, that's what it should be. To be honest, it should be like Wii U or like a, a Vita connecting to a PS3 or even like a GBA connecting to a GameCube. <laughs> you know, that's what it should be. Currently, it's not. All right. As far as I've seen, you know, it's like just kind of crap. I want them to put the whole dashboard, the, the Xbox dash should be, the whole thing should be on smart glass, you know, so you can navigate to through that. Because that dash is kind of already touch friendly, really, when you think about it and you look at it. Yeah. yeah. It's like from a design perspective, it would already work quite well. So why don't they make that whole dash available on smart glass so you can just navigate around your box? Using a touchscreen, that sounds like a much better idea than the shitty, weird swipe controls that they have already that just move your cursor around the screen. Yeah, but that's it's like, and the, and the, there's, you know, Smart Glass itself does have some capability to launch games and you know browse around your console's content without, yeah, without the uh, interrupting what's going on on screen. But you know, maybe you want that. <laughs> I don't know. They've not got it right. Oh, yeah. But they could. So Halo 4. Yeah, I get it. And I like Regicide on the multiplayer. It's fun. <laughs> Regicide. I seem pretty good at it. Well, no, I don't. I've only won, like, one out of five games. But, you know, it's a free-for-all game type, so it's... Right, yeah. It's kind of tricky to actually win. <laughs> Regicide. But, yes, we must play more. We must play Spartan Ops. People say it's good. So what's the deal with Spartan Ops? Um, story-based co-op missions. Okay, like Spec Ops. Yeah, well, Spec Ops didn't really have story. They were, like, set up right. as a scenario, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. where, whereas a Spartan Ops season is, like, an ongoing tale. Oh, okay. If you know what I mean. It's like a separate... Ca- it's, it's like a separate campaign, really, but the mini-missions rather than full-on things. Right. Um, with specific, it's, a, it's you know, I'd imagine it would be a bit like you know some of them are probably like survival style kind of things, a bit like firefight used to be, and other other ones will be like I'll oh, just push to this location. Like battlefield or, freeze co-op, right? Okay, yeah, maybe <laughs> that, that sort of thing, which is fine. You know, the, the, the battlefield free co-op ones were, were okay. <laughs> they, were, they were they were fine. Kind of wish there was more room to be honest, but well. We really should have replayed them more than once in some yeah. cases. Maybe for the score, because we well, got shit all. Yeah, the score requirements in those were pretty harsh, in fairness. Didn't they reduce them at one point? Yeah, and that's why we still have shit all, because I expect if we went back and played any of those again, we'd probably like unlock five more guns or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they were pretty tricky. But well, there were just some segments where it was just brutal. Yeah. And annoyingly often those segments were towards the end of a mission and it's just like, oh, now I've got to do the whole fucking thing again. Hmm. There was some spec ops stuff in COD like that, though, in fairness. Like, anything involving fucking juggernauts in the in the old games, which is just basically dudes wearing metal suits. Right, yeah. Which you can't really shoot. Unless you're, like, a million miles away from them and have a sniper rifle and can headshot them a few times before they can shoot at you. Or before they decide to shoot at you. That was always the best way to take them out. But then... There were sections. Oh, that, that there's one in particular which was in like in the plane graveyard, which I think is one of the scenes from Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where 
at one point one just appears behind you before you've had a chance to finish off another one that's in front of you and you're like oh god no that's just god damn it and then yeah just fighting them head on is a problem and then you die and you've got to do that whole incredibly hard line um, wind up to them again it's, uh, it lost its intrigue for me at that point right fair enough just this one dumb design Halo 4, over. Yeah, what's next? Um, been playing more Black Ops. Started the campaign again. I like it that much. It's making me want to play it through twice. I should so, hope so, to get the freaking value out of that campaign. <laughs> How long is it? It's a good eight hours. It's longer than most CODs. Mm. Okay. Cool. Anyway. Well, I said, it might not be eight hours, but it's... Yeah, it's standard length for COD. Yeah, it, well, I don't know. It, it feels longer than previous card games. Like, not because of its missions, perhaps like the Strike Force stuff on the side probably pads it out a bit. And it's. Um, well, maybe it's just a more interesting story, so it feels longer. I don't know. But, um, I, you know, I love the branching story stuff. Uh huh. So I want to. You know, this run through is a. Right, well, can I change it here? Can I change it here? What, what will happen if I do this kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to. Still try and play it sort of like I did the first time. Like I'm going to keep some of the decisions the same because that's just me being a good guy, I guess. And I know for a fact that they'll probably just end up worse if I try if I don't do that. But yeah, we'll see. It's fun. It's actually good. So no. So no. So what? no. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because well, you know, cod fatigue. People like. There've been some, yeah. There's been some extreme backlash on COD lately. It's been the worst I've heard. I think. Really? Uh, yeah. Like uh, Rock Paper Shotgun's review of of uh, COD Blocks was quite was really strange. They kept going on about well, and Yahtzee was basically doing the same thing. But I don't know. It was weird the way they were framing it. They were framing it like it was a really sad because of how much work had gone into it and that how it was kind of. I yeah. know what I would. I would like. I would have. We agreed. said that about Modern Warfare Three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I they put a lot of effort into making the same thing. <laughs> yeah. we, I think we talked about it specifically. We were trying to think of stuff about laziest sequel, weren't we? Because it was the laziest yeah. sequel in terms of mechanics and how the game plays. But actually, we can't call it lazy because of just how much fucking effort goes into making one of those games. Yeah, exactly. The amount of money and effort and all that animation and all these tiny little details in the world and stuff. All this craziness. It's pretty, yeah, from, a te- from that perspective, it's an impressive thing they've put together. But yeah. it's... Yeah, and I can get that. But I think Blops is so... Blops, the the, seri- the, 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 the Black Ops series has been so different from yeah. the modern warfares. Yeah. They've actually made it interesting. Yeah. And, you know, if... I can see why... Maybe not so much in the first Black Ops. You know, if you'd have played Modern Warfare 1, 2 and then got Black Ops, that would have been more similar. But this one is different enough that it feels that there's no fatigue in it for me. To be fair, actually. Well, it might have been because I missed Modern Warfare 3, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, because, maybe. Because of maybe. the fatigue. You skipped a year. That's yeah. probably worthwhile. Um, yeah, Rock, Paper, Shotgun, actually, thinking about it, they were super, super negative on Assassin's Creed 3 as well. Oh, well, a lot yeah. more people don't like Assassin's Creed these, actually. I'll agree with the AC. <laughs> you know, that AC hasn't been quite as well received as Blops has there's been definitely yeah. more more of a negative 
air about that. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, it's put me off completely. I quite like. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of Assassin's Creed Two. It was really good, and Brotherhood was good too. It was good, but it's not as good as Two. No, and then uh, I mainly because of the story, I, I guess. Yeah, Brotherhood's probably better mechanically, but. Yeah, I think that's probably where it sits. And I mm. prefer the environments in, well, the cities in two, the smallest. Yeah, true. The, the small I, variety I, there than just roam all the time. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. Uh, but yeah, that's, but it's kind of a shame. Uh, but I don't know, it was always kind of a weird idea of setting, I suppose. But I guess it was different, so it was kind of cool to do the American Revolution and stuff. It didn't seem to fit. I, like, again, I think it's, well, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, because... One of the weirder things for me, anyway, again, having not played the game, it's hard to judge, but was the return to the the front, well, the frontier part mm. of the game, which because the kingdom from the first Assassin's Creed one, right, which was the kind that. of the open area between yeah. the cities, yeah, and they kind of dropped that for yeah, the others, they did, yeah, and that was a good decision, if you yeah. ask me. It's a bit of countryside um, in two, but it was like a road, yeah, and their choice to sort of go back to that, which is where the game doesn't work. Just there's never worked quite so well. Yeah, seems odd. seemed like a weird choice. Maybe yeah. they thought it's like right, okay, well maybe we've learned something since then. Let's have another go at this. But anyway, maybe yeah. it was part of the original vision. You know what I mean? And then someone somewhere was like, "Well, we've always wanted to do this, but we weren't good <laughs> enough last time at pulling it off. So let's have another go." And maybe they'll drop it again. <laughs> I'm just wondering what's going on with my light fatigue because, like, obviously, I'm not a. I've no. I haven't played many of the CODs since like four or Modern Warfare two or whatever it was, and I I went off that series obviously, so I'm not that interested in Blobs two. But then Halo, I've played all the Halo games, like all, well apart from ODST, mm. like all the way through in Legendary, and I'm still not enthused about four. And Assassin's Creed, I really like that series. I'm not enthused about buying three at all. So I seem to be like completely you know down. Maybe on, like, you should just buy Far Cry three. Take a total right turn. That's my plan. I'm literally going to go home tonight and buy that and play that. <laughs> I think this week since well, you know I put what? it off. That's my plan. This, this may be controversial. But at this point, I actually think that Halo fatigue is probably a worse problem than COD fatigue. Yeah, because I because maybe. I think this year is so is different enough to get around that problem. Halo is still Halo. I think actually, it might everyone have been... was expect where everyone was hoping for something slightly different, but they didn't even manage that much. Really. No, not really. It's it's still Halo. I mean, it's different in some ways, but I, it's. I guess if they'd done the COD thing, if they'd done that and started up the news. Studio and started interleaving before oh, Bundy stopped. An annual release, you mean? Well, not necessarily annual, but I'm just saying that if they I were... They have done that for the last few years, really, with Halo, haven't they? Since Halo 3. Yeah. Because it was Halo 3, ODST, Reach, Anniversary yeah. Edition, and then now... Well, I guess. So there has yeah. been a Halo every year, technically. Yeah. I'll probably try and keep that up somehow. I wonder if they'll copy that A-team and B-team it with... with Halo and have some because that that leaves you open to do something more different in the other in stream the, in, yeah in the, in the in same the way that Black slot. Ops does it yeah in the same way that ODST was yeah exactly was exactly. A, was it's different was quite a quite a departure yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be all right because ODST was much more different to normal Halo than Halo Four is yes I agree so, with that. ODST is yeah. a very different flavor so but it's, and it's great. Yeah, I, no, I, cool. you know it's a very under underrated thing. I think it's just yeah, I think it's cool. The Halo Three engine was a bit off though in terms of graphically until Reach, you know. Yeah, Reach Reach put it right. Yeah, but there you go. Anyway, 
I just thought that, that was a thought. Yeah. Anyway, that won't happen though. Well, something might happen because they might have to keep up the the uh, pace of of Halo releases faster than three four three can put them out. So they might have to do something. Perhaps, although three four three is pretty big. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But then, if they if they were to just release like five and six on a yearly basis, that only comes in the next two years. <laughs> that seems like they want to I, string them out slightly more. Yeah, than that. yeah I think will. at this point it will be t- another two yeah, years yeah. till we see like Halo Five. Yeah, because it takes time to make games. Well, presumably they surely they want to save at, at least one of them for the next Xbox. <laughs> yeah, no, Halo. I, I think Halo Five will be a next gen release, probably. Well, they'll, they'll want to hold that one back. I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because if they do it too, if they rush it now, I don't think it'll work that well, or it'll start falling into the same problems. And I think they're yeah. a little. I don't. This is a massive assumption, but I get the impression that Microsoft are a little bit smarter than that when it comes to their IPs. <laughs> I think they're not. It doesn't feel like they treat Halo the same way that they treat Call of Duty or that Ubisoft treat Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Yeah, For some reason, when you just said like Microsoft and their IPs, I was just like, yeah, like blinks the time scene. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the best Microsoft IP ever. Oh man, I played that, that first game, game was pretty good. Yeah, well, it was quite hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good though. It was, it was a, a weird unique way. concept at the time. It wasn't a good like character like for Microsoft no. at all. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of a everyone takes the piss out of that but that was kind of holy shit I want to play that now that I can't, can't <laughs> play Beaver Pinata that. That. it was, it was f- I don't know why hard. that's the equivalent but I just what Beaver Pinata yeah it was fucking hard <laughs> you know what Beaver Pinata is one of those games where whenever I think about it I actually have that sort of like I should really do that again but then I remember all the complexity yeah the it. actual work <laughs> and it's like actually you know what's going to take me quite a while to get back into the swing of it in yeah, the same way that I exactly stop kicking the table you make the mic make noise. Uh, make the mic make noise. Yep. Not the mic pick up noise. No. <laughs> the mic just sits there going, hey, I'm Mike. It's because the mic will be wobbling. Uh, It'll be the mic causing the noise. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what else have you been playing, I guess? What uh, are we talking about? That was actually trying to talk about God's Box 2, and somehow we looped back to Halo 4 again. Yeah, we did. It's okay. just big, big franchises. Rob fatigue releases yeah. um, that generally fatigued waste. But not by, Rob's not fatigued by the big new releases. Not this time. No, I don't think I can be fatigued by Halo personally. There's something about that that works for me. Okay. Whereas COD, I can see that a little more. I don't know, but I can see why other people may be Halo fatigued. I wasn't sure I'd be interested in Reach, and then when it came out, I was like, fuck, this is awesome. This is really good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I sort of think that every time there's a Halo game, it's like I, I'd only just finished playing Reach in Legendary when Halo 4 came out. Yeah. You know, I went back to it because I was excited about Halo 4. And <laughs> I was like, I better play some Halo. <laughs> um, I didn't finish this on Legendary. I better do this. Um, and Halo 4 comes out and I'm, and I was still, I'm still having a good time playing it. It's, it's weird. Maybe there's something about Halo that COD doesn't have. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Well, there's room for both. <coughs> and many more, I hope. And what else? Tell you what, did you, do one of you guys want to go for a, a brief spell next? Because I've still got more to cover, but I need to get a drink. My fruit is dying. <laughs> it's not that one going to be... Look at, we don't have to cover that much time. Okay. Just go. Um, what have you been playing cool. then? Can uh, you spin all your shit in like uh, one minute? Yeah, in one minute, probably. <laughs> I play a little bit more of Mark of the Ninja. Yeah. Uh, that's still good. I, I, I've given up on the uh, perfectionist run. <laughs> right. The run. Like, not killing them is... It's just... 
it takes ages because you just have to wait in every room for them to be in the right positions and then you just fuck up constantly it's yeah. like, I'll just murder them this time around next time I'll try and uh, it's just you get a massive bonus at the end of the level for not killing anyone and it's like it's really hard to, yeah. to, it's really tempting just to it's like audio sir it's like the yeah. bonus for actually completing it without fucking up is yeah. so much higher than every other bonus else. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> the only one that matters so when you see that screen at the end, it's like, oh, god damn, look how many people I murdered. But <laughs> that's, that, that, that's only in ninja mode, isn't it? Where, well, like, I mean, mon- mono ninja. Yeah, but it? if you fuck up, if you fill your rack in, like, expert mode or whatever, it just fucks your score because you don't catch any of the blocks yeah, while you're you got such, such a downtime. So that's, get, that's basically the equivalent. You can't, you can't get the butter yeah. or the, whatever the red one is. Yeah. Seeing but, red, isn't it? So I've been totally specking for stealth, obviously getting all the upgrades. But there are some upgrades for fighting, and I'm a bit worried that I'm going to be. I really hope the game never forces me to like fight at any point because I'm going to be fucked. Sure, it, won't. it, it doesn't. Right, okay. I've heard it doesn't. That's cool. So it, it's good, but I mean, uh, like I can't play it for long periods really because it's a lot of patience to like get through areas and stuff. But it's cool. It's very good. So check it out, I guess, if you like stealth. I like stealth more than the average, so... uh, Yeah, I don't know. I've never been a stealth fan, but this game has a certain appeal. I think you'd like it more than any other stealth game um, Mm. I can think of. Then again, I might just fight my way through it, you know, (laughs) knowing what I'm like. Just be like, well, the fighting seems to work just as well. (laughs) I don't know if... I I don't know if that'd be much fun, actually. I don't know. I'd have to try that. But uh, I always stealth it. But um, I don't think it's really an option. You, it's like a last resort, really. Mm. But I, I try to like not set off and not not get spotted. Basically, I've still put it on my wish list. So, you know, cool. <laughs> so there's that. That'll definitely be in the sale. So that'll be mega cheapo, like five quid or something. Well, it's not been out long. Yeah, but it's not a full price game or anything. Maybe not. So, but, uh, and Shank have had a couple of you know the Shank series had some good sales. So, and uh, what else do I play? A, l- a little bit more. Uh, 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 surface tension on the on a Black Mesa, just to remind myself of that game. It's pretty fucking hard on normal mode towards the end of that towards the end of Black Mesa, as in before Zen, I suppose that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm at, I'm up to the last level. What's it? Uh, Lambda Complex or whatever. Uh, but fighting the soldiers is pretty hardcore in places. Turning on the fucking generator for the teleporter is the worst bit. Right at the end, before Zen. Did you that, do that room where you just have to stand around in there for ages and there are tons of the fucking flying rain things yeah but I don't know if those I don't know if I, I want to see that in Black Mesa because I, I don't think they made a model for those things because I suppose that's the first time you see them yeah because that's like I mean, when the Zens yeah just before you go there the controller bastards so I'd like to see what that sequence looks like once I get to the end I presume the game ends when you jump into the teleport yeah that uh, makes sense that would make sense but I'll have to see um, yeah it's pretty cool I, it's annoying because it's like corridor shooters, like blobs or Halo. Even even though Halo is vehicle section, it's still kind of corridor shooters. It's like nobody's quite managed to like make me feel like it's less of a corridor than than like Half Life back in like nineteen ninety eight. Even like though a, those are literally, I know corridors. they're literally corridors, but that made sense because it's a, like a complex of corridors. It actually kind of makes sense. Or Doom, I suppose. It's like. Well, oh no, dude doesn't really make sense because like Mars and it's full of corridors. <laughs> or <laughs> hell. Like, yeah, or hell. Yeah, it's full of corridors. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's like, for some reason, uh, once you get sucked into Half-Life, and of course now the graphics are like, it's basically the same game, but with like decent, decent graphics. Yeah. 
basically. I mean, it has a slightly different feel. quality graphics, isn't it, really? They're not, like, well, they're, it's not quite, past that, really. But. Well, it's a bit better than Half-Life 2 graphics. It's more like Half-Life 2 Episode 2, kind of, because it's got all that, like, environmental, like, you know, physics, uh, you know, with stuff. You know, that those what's it, the animation system? Like when the bridge collapses in Half-Life 2 Episode 2, they've used a I bunch of that tech. That. Well, it's right at the start, isn't it? The railway bridge collapses. It's like, oh, I can't remember. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, it's not bad. Anyway. Is that really animation? Because they just sort of, like, don't they just blow it up and let Source handle it? Well, that's the thing. It's like a combination of... Of it's their it's their soft body physics of like bending metal oh jiggle bones shit. stuff yeah well, but they use they use jiggle bones for that oh I suppose that was fairly a recent yeah uh, relatively an, recent an after edition yeah it's cool stuff anyway um because that they added that to TF didn't they at one point yeah <laughs> jiggle bones yeah probably so yeah probably talk about that a bit in in game of the year maybe slightly <laughs> right uh, I don't know. I don't know, can that count? Can we? Can you I don't mean four game of the year, but oh, well, I'm about to say, can you ever really? Well, maybe that. Maybe we need a category for best HD remake. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, well that might be contested. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. Or best re-release. Do you want to continue, Rob, or shall I move on to? Oh, I got some things. I got some things. Okay, uh, let's talk about Crash because <laughs> it's pretty duck, awesome. Doctor B. I, yeah, I, I should have picked that up sooner. I love it. I think it's really good. It's it's got that. I remember when it first came out, people were sort of saying that it is kind of a weird pinball-esque feel to it. Yeah. A perfect view there, Rob. And yeah, you know what? It kind of does. It has that same... Um, it's, it's, it's kind of good in a way that it has some arbitrary limits to how long a game can last. So, you know, you've got to... Um, I suppose because you could just end up with a playfield that has nothing left on it because <laughs> you killed all the buildings and and stuff so they've come up with some arbitrary limits like oh there's only so much traffic or right oh there's only so much time you've got and those game types have slightly different mechanics that you need to be aware of like or, or prepare for the end i suppose of them and one of them you just explode and you just hope that there's an explosion chain big enough right and the inferno one is kind of a bit different than that you have to keep fires going which means it's kind of I suppose actually those two kind of play out in a similar way you need to have enough of a pile of cars that you can cause a a big enough uh, system of events so you can just keep the Inferno one's kind of cool because if you can keep stuff alight you can keep exploding and keep going around and picking up like the the gold cars or the sports cars that you didn't manage to destroy during the actual level or um I don't know. It's just the insanity of it, like you know, all the musical cameos. Yeah. I suppose, would you call them cameos or know, little inclusions, like Doctor Beats, obviously. Doctor Beat. <laughs> it's Doctor Beat, not Doctor Beats. Um, and uh, uh, the the, uh, the the bulldozer just comes onto the screen, going, "Push it real good." <laughs> Where does that music come from for Doctor Beat? Do they? Um, it's actually a, it was actually song. a song. That's what yeah. I thought. In like yeah. the 80s. That's what I was wondering. Which was remixed by Milo. Like in early 2000s, I think. Not not that early 2000s. I don't know. I can never remember when songs come out. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to go with 2004. Like a random game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I, I just love it. The randomness of it. Like the pizza trucks and the, the some of the things the announcer says every now and then, and great. 
like my my current favorite not, not and it's not to do with the roulette wheel um <laughs> is when the ice cream truck comes on screen and like one of the things the announcer says is just he puts all this really stupid voice and he goes there's an ice cream truck ice cream truck <laughs> right <laughs> it's just so random in the middle of the game okay ice cream truck uh, it's pretty cool. I haven't yet encountered the lobster monster that was on the uh... lobster monster. Was it? What you got? Is it, it's not the EULA? Is it like not the license agreement? But there's some rating thing yeah. for, isn't there? That, yes, sorry. they said they had lobster monsters in it. <laughs> I want to see the lobster, but I think that's in the last level. Yeah. Judging that the, by the name, that the last level is called Blue Claw. Blue Claw. Right. Yeah. Um, lobster monster. <laughs> but it's, it's pretty cool. And it was 400 points during the uh, Connect sale. Which is why you eventually managed to buy it. Yeah. It's a bargain. So I got it. Yeah. Master Master. Uh, what else have we been playing? Played some more Williams Hall of Fame pinball. Got another couple of wizard goals down. Just two to go. Just two. And then I'll, then I'll have my first thousand point completion. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just the um, time for that score to get raised. Or not, as we theorised. <laughs> yeah. Played quite a bit more Dirt 3. Woo. Um, yeah, it still plays great. Um, I still stand by what we said before. I don't think it's as good as 2 in terms of event variety. It's like, even though it, in, in, in a weird way it's actually got more events, Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But I kind of miss some of the like buggy racing. Like I wouldn't have thought, felt I'd I would have thought that but the buggy racing was kind of cool and I don't know there's more as it feels like there's less environments and like when you're doing the rally stages it's basically the same track it forwards backwards and then forwards again in a different weather condition that's how the rally events work it's like the same bit of the same track that you just drove it's like there's used to be only one rally stage per area right and you just drive a different bit of it right yeah. like, or a slightly different area of it so you'll go. I just did this corner the second on the on the second run. And you're like, no, this isn't re- this isn't proper rally. <laughs> Still not proper rally. No. Are they ever going to go back to proper rally? No, probably not. Some of these should do, but not proper proper rally. They need to do not Richard Burns. <laughs> no, <rally. laughs> not simulation. That was rally. awesome. I don't know. It's fucking nightmare. Would be fine. Well, they, if, as long as they did it like in a Forza way, where you can turn things on or off to make it more or less simulatory. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that would probably be the ideal way to do it. I think there's a. Didn't WRC have another game? Relatively recently. No idea. I think I they. They had some kind of license or something because once they once the, once Codemasters moved away from it, they were like, "We need to find someone else to take this license up and make us our WRC game." Yeah, I heard it wasn't too bad. I seem to remember. Don't know. I'll investigate. <laughs> Played a bit more of that. Um, got a couple of chivos, <laughs> which adds to my poultry score on that thing. Uh, played a bit of flat out, mainly for the video. Yeah, did some of that. Played a tiny bit more Sonic CD. Um, only a tiny bit, though. Um, I even played a tiny, tiny bit more Magic 2012. Classic. Which... I should get that. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> get to the one they have Magic 2013 now, so you probably want to get that. Oh, that's the one I mean, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. don't know which one I have, but I might just get if it's in the Steam sale. It's all right. I still have some beef with how some of the ordering of stuff works. Well, they've added that. stuff, haven't they? So you can... Uh, or they've made... 
shaped it so you can well, it's like how individually it ha- tap lands and shit now. Yeah, it's, it's like how it handles phases and things sometimes where it's just a pain. Like, um, you'll, you'll know you'll want to do something and you want to do it at this this moment, which you know by the rules is allowed, but sometimes the game and its stupid timer thing or it seems to make assumptions sometimes where it's like, well, you don't want to do anything here. And it's like, no, I, no, I really do. Right. Or, or you'll miss the time spot the, the way the, not just the time spot where you have to stop the clock yeah. and then tell it what to do but you'll stop it in perhaps the wrong time phase based on what the game thinks is going to happen or I don't know there's some weird complexities there sometimes it's a bit of a pain in the ass to get it to do what you want right yeah and it's like but I know I know I can do this I've just like as a human slightly perhaps got the ordering a bit wrong but I'm, or I don't know it's it, it makes some of the some simple actions kind of tricky in places. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I've nearly I played a few arch enemy rounds on that. Um. It's so dumb that mode. It would be better, I think, if your AI if your AI team mites weren't mites <laughs> mates weren't. weren't quite so stupid sometimes. Yeah. You're sort of sitting there watching them play their cuts, and and then they make a move, and it's like, no, don't do that. Like it would be nice if you could coordinate with them somehow. Yeah. Like saying, actually, you know what, guys, can we can we launch an attack now, or purposefully say, for the love of God, don't attack. <laughs> this is a really bad time. That kind of stuff. If you just had a little bit of control of that, it would be much better. Um, and maybe they have in the next one. I don't know. Or maybe they've just come up with another crazy game type. And oh, some of the. So, uh, some of the things that you get on that the your that the arch enemy can get on those scheme cards are freaking ridiculous. Sometimes it's like, hey, would you like a four four dragon with flying in haste this turn? So like, here you go, just have one. If they get that on like the first turn, yeah, <laughs> that can be a real bugger because it's just like someone's going to get owned before you can really defend that well. Mm. And other ones where it's just like, hey, do you want to destroy every card on the playground? Or playfield, whatever. It's like, yeah, you can do that if you want. So he does it, and it's like, fuck. <laughs> it just—I know it's supposed to be like balanced in his favour, but sometimes it's just a little ridiculous. Blech. <laughs> and you know the uh, constant fantasy noises get a bit on your tits after like. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Uh, Even the wind sound is kind of, is kind of like steeped in reverb. It's magic. What else have we been playing? Zach and I played a bit of TF. Guild Wars. Played a bit of Guild Wars. We haven't got the Christmas shit yet. No, we haven't played the Christmas stuff. Oh, we got light, light, light exhausted by Lewis. Okay. So I played some more Jetpack Joyride. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> so I'm move over for Zachary Burgess. And you don't know Jack iOS. We played that yesterday. <sighs> yeah. You did. Sort of. Once. Mm. Oh, and trying. <laughs> okay. Like, quite a lot more trying. <laughs> I guess. I get, oh, and I suppose the only real point I wanted to make on that is that game seems to play most of its hand real early and then doesn't really change for the rest of the game. No. Which is a bit of a shame. Looks real good in 3D, though. <laughs> I've got like two levels left of that, and then I'm done. Yeah. Then perhaps we should tackle co op or train two co op. Yep. 
<laughs> like we keep saying we should at some point. Yeah. Over. Zachary Bear just watched me play. I've been playing a whole ton of stuff for, because I just... I started making pointless streaming videos of, like, not really with audiences most of the time, apart from a couple of times, but it's just like, I'm just going to play any old random game out of my library, just start recording and play maybe every game <coughs> eventually and make a recording of it, because why not? Because I actually managed to get streaming to work reasonably well now with a different program and some different settings. My upstream on my internet is still pretty shitty, though, so <laughs> it's still not that great. So yeah, I played all kinds of stupid shit, but not so many that I need to talk about in that pile. I need to go back to Civ Five on right. on demand of someone of Kippers. He wanted to see me play Civ Five for some reason because that's the most interesting thing to watch on the internet, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but I went back to that and then realised I couldn't remember how any of it worked, and then set it on a low difficulty setting. And then once I started to remember how everything works, it was like, oh shit, this is well easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that I was I was like the actual difficulty scale in Civ Five was a lot more reasonable rather than like the first two settings being easy and all the rest of them being impossible like it used to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, played some quite a fair bit of that. And uh But most difficulty levels sort of cheat, don't they? Well the old Civ games where it's like you're at a massive disadvantage. It's not really cheating, it's more like just like start, it doesn't cheat during the game so much as it's just a starting condition that screws you over. Yeah, I see. <laughs> or like, or or like, not exactly a starting condition, or just like an overall disadvantage rather than making the enemies necessarily better. Oh, I see. Instead of the AI being clever, you mean? It's... Yeah, I'm not sure if it does very much for the AI, but it's always but, like. But yeah, that's kind of what I mean. I'd want it, like a harder difficulty level to make the AI smart and not to. Yeah, not, not to fuck me over. The AI was mean. always terrible because it couldn't have. Because they made the whole idea of not having stacked units and a hex grid and everything, and the AI wasn't designed to handle it. They didn't, the AI couldn't work out the idea of like you have your melee troops at the front and then you have your melee troops behind them, and then they shoot over. Mm. <laughs> like if only they could have programmed for that. But that's probably really difficult to do, I imagine, because you have to think about the actual landscape and like how it choke points so you can have your frontline forces actually holding a line or whatever. That's something that is probably quite difficult to do for AI. Might not have been that... Well, yeah, that stuff may have been tough, but you know, the, the melee to ranged thing might, yeah, but you might don't, have been somewhat obvious. You don't necessarily... It has to infer a lot of things in that case. Like, it has... Because... Obviously, it might not. If you, unless you want the AI to cheat a lot, they presumably can't see your units, so they don't know what direction they'll be coming from. So they have to make assumptions about, oh, your borders are over here, so they're probably coming from that direction. So I yeah, want true. to align yeah, my unless, forces unless they're making an attack on the on a city. Well, yeah, case, like, especially in the city. The, like the city is the one case where it would be relatively easy to work that out because yeah. it's like you only have one option because it's like the city square is in the middle the first ring of squares around that is where you put the melee units and the second ring of squares is where you put the range units because the range units only ever have two range apart from in some pretty rare cases I suppose they get around that in like the total war games by when you're going into a battle it being like on a set bit of land you know and everyone's already pre-arranged and it was a different game yeah that's a real time I was just trying to think it's like I was just trying to say like you know that, that kind of that kind of strategy can be done yeah. by AI it's to some extent 
and then what else? I played quite a, I mean, all those streaming stuff, but I didn't really play any of them that I particularly need to talk about. You can go watch the videos <laughs> online on my stupid Twitch channel, apparently. Yeah. Because that's what uh, what I've started using now. And, you know, we should make proper YouTubes of those as well at some point. <laughs> because Rob demands YouTube for some reason. YouTube is slightly better source for videos in general. Mm, fair enough. Maybe. I'll just bring you a huge pile of files and then you can forget to upload them again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't screw up my bandwidth, screw up your bandwidth. And you'll, you'll have better internet eventually. Yeah, eventually. I suppose that's the other fucking, like, random bit of random that we didn't talk about. It's like, I was supposed to get my fibre this Thursday. I have a fucking BT. They've delayed it till, like, January 7th. Hmm. Motherfuckers. I heard at one point that BT have a policy of, like, you can't let your customers down three times or something with <laughs> regard to, like, appointments. And it's like, that's a pretty shit, like... Quality yeah. rating. So you shouldn't let them down ever. <laughs> Fuck you, BT. You suck. So now I'm trying to remember what I played that I do need to talk about. There's the new version of Kerbal Space Program. We made a video of that, which was a big hassle, but <laughs> we don't need to talk about video editing, really, on this podcast. Oh my god, that was so much trouble. Not as much trouble as when we tried to make a video in Minecraft, though, because that actually broke. <laughs> yeah, we seem to have lost that. <laughs> so... Don't expect to see that soon. Uh, yeah, new version of Kerbal Space Program is pretty awesome. It's got all kinds of awesome things in it, like docking and and more easy navigation. Yeah, the navigation tools look pretty cool, I have to say. <laughs> well, you, you made... hadn't really seen what they even looked like before. Well, they didn't, they didn't have them before. Well, no, but I mean, you hadn't even really seen how you navigate between the space in space before that. Because we'd only ever gone into orbit. I guess. <laughs> we never really attempted a moon run. No. So, yeah. And uh, I had been, I was making all kinds of plans. I, was, I started thinking about it again last night because when I played, played it last night, I just put another probe on the other moon, the smaller one. Mm. Which is actually really weird because that moon is so tiny and its gravity is so incredibly slow. Even when you're in orbit, you're only traveling at like 60 meters a second. <laughs> because <laughs> it's so incredibly tiny so it makes it really easy to like adjust your orbit because you only have to burn for like half a second and you're like whoop <laughs> you go miles and then landing is obviously really easy because the gravity is so low so you're just like ah, casual but yeah I landed another program there and I was thinking about the potential of doing ridiculous things like maybe trying to like, I was like maybe when I go to the next planet like the Mars equivalent planet maybe I won't just make a probe maybe I'll make a, I'll make a thing that's like a, a lander with a rover on it and then like detach the rover and then drive away because <laughs> that'd be cool but more difficult and I was also thinking about how because of the fuel like how I always had how it took me ages to even get a probe back to the moon again because when I'd not played for a while because I'd forgotten how to even get into space with enough fuel I was like now I can do it in an easier way by building a space station and like putting a load of fuel on the space station and then it doesn't matter how much fuel I have when I get out there because I can just resupply it and go (laughs) that'd be awesome make everything take about three hours longer but it would be awesome (laughs) because docking is a hell of a difficult maneuver So yeah, that's, that's new Kerbals. New Kerbals. New Kerbals. Kerbals. What the fuck else did I play? 
I really can't remember. It's kind of weird. There's, there's Christmas stuff happening in Eve. Not that I've been playing that, really. It's just like, log in and get free stuff. Oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's always the best. Oh, wait. I just thought of something that me and you have played that's yeah. new. Planet Side. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about Planet Side before. No, Planet Side 2. We might have done slightly, but not really. Yeah. So what's the deal? What's the deal? It's a big, futuristic, MMO-style battlefield. <laughs> Yeah, kinda. Except it's not as fun as Battlefield. Sort of. Yeah. It's the unlocking that's not fun. Well, yeah. It is done. <laughs> yeah, this is why I think. Like, okay, let's let's talk positive first. It's actually a fairly competently made shooter. You know, it has the the the, the balance and dynamic of it are quite different from most things out there. It's you know, kind of snipers in places have a bit of a. Uh, you know, a bit of an advantage, I think, because of the open nature of a lot of the land. Yeah, but not that a lot. Well, the starting sniper rifles, especially, aren't that effective. Well, that's all I've got. Yeah, <laughs> but and I seem to be doing all right with it. It's so. okay, they're okay, but it's like there's almost no point even trying to aim for the head of the starting sniper. You just have to aim to get three really quick shots on. <laughs> yeah, true. Because <laughs> that, that works just as well. And that's why I'm fine with that because I'm a shit shot. So yeah. <laughs> But you do still have to lead and shit, though, yeah, obviously. A little bit. Because the rangers can be quite big as well. Even just from the top of some of the higher base buildings can be mm-hmm. quite a long distance. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's a very different dynamic to how it plays, partly because of the sort of endless nature of it. So you can be fighting for ages for a single single position on the map. And, uh, and it seems a lot um, more generous with, you know, you can just have a vehicle whenever you want now kind of thing well it's, to some extent to some extent there's like a certain amount of points you get per time based on the amount of land you land your your, right, your team okay. possesses so if you're doing well you can do better which is a classic balancing mistake really <laughs> yeah it's kind of difficult because you've got to kind of reward people for doing well and at the same time it's yeah it's, it's a tricky thing I'm not sure how you I'm still not sure really how you really balance But that's that why out. that's why what happens in Planet Side Two is the is the obvious solution to the to the balance well, not a solution that they want, but a solution that the players automatically tend to, which is you because there's three continents, basically each team just goes and fights by themselves on one continent, takes over the whole thing, and then it's like, well, I guess we're done here, let's move to one of the other continents, and then they just change, and then everything. Yeah. <laughs> so really, it's almost always like one team has most of their guys on one of the continents, but and then there's virtually none of the other teams there, so they're just trundling through and taking Yeah, everything. which can lead to one of the other problems with the game, and that sometimes Sometimes it's just a walkover for one team or another. Yeah. Where it's like if you're on the losing team, that's a real bad time. And sometimes they, even if you're on the winning time, that's quite a boring time. Well, if, if there's too few enemies, then, it, then obviously it's just like... Yeah, you're just walking in. You just stand places. next to the capture point for five minutes. <laughs> and you're not really getting much in the way of XP. Well, you right? get a lot of XP for capturing. You just don't get very much for defending, which is no. also the other problem. They don't really incentivize actually fighting... It's yeah. just like, if you know you're going to be overwhelmed, there's no point in staying there because you don't really get extra XP for continuing to hold back the enemies. Yeah. Unless unless in the rare case where they start capping it and then you fight back and actually recap it, then you get some more experience. If the bar goes down and back up. <laughs> but that virtually never happens. Normally when the bar starts going down, you just know it's going to go all the way because you've been overwhelmed at that point. Yeah. But yeah, by the, team is, by the time the team has actually managed to get to the point. Yeah. 
But the thing I think they get wrong biggest of all, and this is the a kind of a requirement for an MMO style game or for you know pretty much any game or any multiplayer experience where you want people to spend a significant amount of time in them, is you need to have a reason for them to keep coming back. You need to have a an incentive, and that normally takes the place of the leveling or the upgrade tree. Yeah, but because the game is free to play. That upgrade tree is so painfully slow. I mean, I'm, I've not been able... Uh, admittedly, I've played it as two separate characters a couple of times. and <laughs> well, not uh, we battle, really, though. I guess we haven't really played it enough for me to get anything. But I've barely got... I've, I, on either of those, I don't have enough cert points for an attachment for a gun. I think you probably do. I don't know, it's like 100 points, isn't no, it? No, it's like for 30 for a scope. Oh, I'm a little bit under that on on both characters, I think. Maybe. It's, yeah. And you get a cert point based on like, every so many X. <laughs> so they come at a constant rate, really. Um, yeah. But it's just so slow. It's like, I want, you know, and there are times where it's like, oh, I could really use an anti-air weapon here, but there's like a thousand Well, you can, cert points you can swallow the max and get the anti-air max gun. That's like the only other, that's the only free anti-air gun. I guess. But it is, it's a flat gun, so it's not like a yeah missiles. I don't know. I think I think it lacks the hook that that provides. Yeah, because you're not going to get any new guns for literally ever, and, and the best you can do is just customize the one gun you have. And but, yeah, because of that, doing well isn't that satisfying. No. I don't think because you're not you don't feel you're personally gaining from it. Mm. It's not yeah because it's, it's like in Battlefield when you're killing people with a gun, you're unlocking attachments for that gun, and you're also getting experience, which has unlocked other stuff. And you know what? That's always going to be a problem with the free to play model. Yeah, I think. and it's it kind of works in the game's favor in some respects. In that, heck, free to play kind of guarantees you're going to get quite a population at least at first. Yeah, but until <laughs> they all realize that there's no reason to keep and, playing. Yeah, and, at now, and for now, it's not a problem. But I wonder how it affects the longevity of games like that. And as Zach explained earlier, there seems to be a few, because like some of the weapons are quite good that you can buy, it seems, yeah. that there's a sort of pay-to-win element to it. Yeah. You know, the reviews have said that they're somewhat balanced, and you know, to be honest, I kind of agree with them. You can do all right with the base kit. Well, that's not necessarily speaking to the balance of the other guns. That's just saying that the base guns are actually okay. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't yeah. made it too unbalanced in the favour of the paid guns. Yeah, but some of the paid guns are certainly a lot more powerful. But do you know, what I mean, they're attempting the um, TF2 model, I guess, where you know the guns are like side grades. Well. The trouble is that, like, a, there's a couple that you can tell are sort of over, uh, sort of more overpowered. I mean, there's that the one I was talking about is the basic the, the equivalent of the AC-130, which turns the gunship yeah. into a tank cannon and lets you hover miles away and just murder people in one shot. Yeah, that seems well overpowered. <laughs> that sounds a little much. Yeah. And then, and then, then I've definitely had cases where I've had it might been, be fine if the loadout cost for that was ex- really expensive so you could only use one like one every day well but they can, because they can float so far away they're much less, less likely to get shot down I guess that <laughs> kind of negates that and risk well, I suppose you kind of have to justify the cost of one of those but yeah I don't know if it actually changes how much the spawn cost is yeah 
It probably should. Yeah, it probably should. But then uh, there's other ones, other sorts of guns are sometimes... I mean, the fact that all the shotguns are paid weapons, mm. and those can be pretty lethal in some, you know, inside bases, obviously. Yeah, if you're on where a defense. If you're on defense, that sounds like a great idea. And uh, there's definitely, like, sniper rifles that can one-shot you much easier than the shitty base... You know, so they're a lot more powerful than the shitty regular sniper rifle. It's kind of like the bolt actions on Battlefield. Yeah, it? I guess, but... Slower firing rate, but... Well, presumably. But then there's a lot of, like, a lot of the machine gun, like, different assault rifles and stuff don't seem different enough to even matter. It's like, there's, there's ones that are obviously better and different, and then there's this, like, midsection where it's like, why would I even bother? Like <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's any stat bonus that matters. Is it sort of like the difference between, like, the light uh, assaults gun and the heavy assaults gun? Well, Not really, because really there's any difference between them. Well, they are different. They, are, I mean, they're different classes it's like the engineer's gun is a carbine even mm-hmm. though and that is one of the other problems is that all the guns just look the same yeah <laughs> you just see like this rail sticking or the, out or there's, a, or there's a slightly longer version of it yeah and there is actually i'm pretty i i think if i read it right in in because it also it's not very well described in a lot of cases it's just like here's a name of a gun and what the fuck does that mean <laughs> but i'm pretty sure there's like a type of gun where you can unlock and the regular version or a burst fire version it's like why is that a different gun yeah shouldn't there be like a, a toggle on the gun <laughs> yeah exactly it seems a bit of a riff off mm. but yeah none of those guns seem like they're actually really different enough to matter in most cases so really it's just like if you want to buy a shotgun that's maybe the one thing that is actually worthwhile COD does that the burst to automatic thing with a with an attachment you can have so you can, if you want to, you can you can trade off one of your attachments for the ability to switch. Right. Yeah. And it's um, which seems like a good good idea actually. To be honest. Well, sort of. I mean, you're losing a perk, I suppose, or you know, something something. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's like, what is the advantage of Earth Fire really? Uh, in a con environment, especially when everything's at the like super close range, and you're just off- offloading bullets and hoping that they die. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, but there are some larger levels where range can yeah. make a difference. But I think you might as well use one of the sniper rifles or one of the rapid fire sniper rifles or a slower single shot assault gun. Yeah, possibly. in general. But but yeah. And the other thing that you, the other thing that was weird that threw me off initially on Flat Side Two is for some reason grenades are one of the few things that actually you have to resupply. And yeah, you have to buy them. Like, because uh, the vehicles yeah. have a cost, and it's like, so the vehicles cost vehicle points, and the aircraft cost air points, and it's like, you have infantry points, and it's like, what the fuck are infantry points for? It turns out, grenades, you actually have to buy them, but they don't actually really cost enough that you're going to use grenades fast enough, because you can only carry one as well, yeah. on, a, on your soldiers. Unless there seems to be, like, slots for other things that maybe get resupplied, or there different types of nades, maybe? Well, can... there are different types of nades, but they probably don't, I don't know how much more they will cost. They probably don't per item. Yeah. They cost cert to unlock, obviously. So. And, and nades are a bit tricky to actually use anyway. They don't do... They're not that powerful. Well, you have... They're... I don't know. They are quite powerful, but it's a bit too easy, especially in, even in the base areas. There's quite a lot of space, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not really easy to get them to go somewhere where they're going to kill someone. Yeah, exactly. Or that someone can't run away from And also, it's well easy to... They don't, have, the they, throw... don't, they don't have cooking as well. Do no, they? they don't have cooking. And also, the throwing is like... 
when it just poops out of your that can be well easy to accidentally throw it against walls and shit and then yeah, it's like, like oh it, damn I've wasted my one like, like, yeah, there's a, the, uh, the number of times I've done that where it's like oh I could, I could just lob a nade in that window and there's a guy just sticking out from it and yeah. you know, there's probably a few of his mates up there I'll just throw a nade through that window oh fuck it's bounced off the wall oh, no. you don't have any like distance control it's just, it just goes at a set speed it's pretty tricky to get them right yeah but then the only other thing that I know of that costs what if, infantry points is the max max suit. So yeah, here's a quick. I've never actually bothered to use one. I used one once when when we there was we were in this base and it was just super. There was all millions of enemy aircraft murdering us, and there was like virtually nothing else, just aircraft. And it was for some reason it was a fucking aircraft pad with like aircraft spawners, and it didn't have any anti-aircraft guns. Well, no, that's not strictly true. It had two, but of course those got instantly blown up because <laughs> yeah, yeah. as soon as all the enemy aircraft turned up, it's like right, they'll get rid of them. <laughs> I've seen some great footage of like just how crazy the air battles of that game can get. Like, yeah, sky filling. Um, armadas of, of, of aircraft and everyone crash into each other yeah. and also this, it can look pretty amazing some of the stuff happening in that game but again it's the game not, looks it's, pretty good as well we should have mentioned yeah it runs pretty shitty for me <laughs> well naturally to be honest it is but, actually a bit of a system hog yeah it, it needs it doesn't look as good as Battlefield but it requires bigger specs to, to look good yeah that's the problem it's not it's not that efficient but it does look pretty good it, it can look pretty impressive yeah and, and as I say, when the scale of these fights ramps up, it's it's not even Battlefield really competes. Well, yeah, sort of. Although a lot of the time it's just like you don't get to see it as much because you're either you're either just rolling in and everyone's already dead, or you're on the defensive and you're confined to like the spawn room. Almost. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or those those stupid teleport techniques on like the, on the bases where you end up in this one building in the middle of the enemy complex with. With personnel shields, yeah, um, those are maybe the dumbest thing about <laughs> about the whole capturing of faces. In a weird way, I kind of enjoy those bits more than anything else because it's just so dumb, <laughs> so dumb and cheap though. Yeah, because it's like when you when you're assaulting a base, yeah. the main spawn room in the base always has protective shields on the doors, which are they stop bullets for, and stop the people from the enemy team from going in. But the people on the inside can shoot out. Oh, great. <laughs> which is just really dumb because basically it always gets to the point, particularly in the larger bases, where you've come in, you've taken all the capture points and you're just waiting for the VAR to go up so it flips the allegiance so you've captured it. But during that whole time while you're waiting for the bar up, the enemy can still spawn in the spawn room. So you basically get the enemy spawning in the spawn room, and your entire team just has to sit there and camp the doors, but not directly in line of sight so they can shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> you just sit there for like half an hour, waiting, hoping that someone's going to retardedly step into view so you can kill them. <laughs> Which happens quite frequently. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, actually in fairness, when I'm like one of those guys outside the shields just watching the building, it's like sometimes you just get frustrated after a while and go, I'm just going to have a quick look. Oh, and then you that, die. <laughs> that, that was a stupid idea. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of a dumb part of that system. It's like they really should do something. First, dying can be a pain in that game as well because quite often you can sport you know, kind of like how Battlefield. Well, it doesn't really tell you enough. You can sometimes spawn quite a long way away from anything interesting. Yeah, sometimes you can squad spawn. Yeah, but, but it doesn't really tell you enough about what's in the vicinity of the spawn either no it can be quite easy to drop in it's like oh shit there's like five dudes well especially with the orbital drops it doesn't tell you virtually anything it's like I'm going to spawn my squad leader he's in this base somewhere I'm coming in from orbit I don't know where the actual enemies are that are attacking this base what direction they've come from I just have to guess by looking at the map and seeing where the enemies were (laughs) actually this is a very valid complaint about the game actually is the way it handles 
HUD. It's not great. Well, it's like yeah, things in, it's not consistent. Is my problem with it? Like things in your view have like friendly or foe. Oh yeah, that is the big problem, which is always blue and red. <laughs> blue is always friendly. Foe is always red from yeah. the main hub. But the map shows it as faction Team colors, colors, of which one of them is red. One of them is blue. One of them is red, and you've got the purple one, which is like <laughs> you know actually you can tell who the fuck they are. Yeah. Um, but it's just really confusing if you're one of those sides. I mean, I think or even some, if you're more one of those sides. Well, some games do that. Have done that in the past. Like I think didn't Monday Night Combat have this as a slight problem as well, where it did highlighted enemies on the other team with a red marker above their head. But if you are on the red team, if you're on the red yeah. team, then it puts a red marker over members of the blue team, and you go, "Oh, he's a friendly." No, no, no. Oh, a, a few games have made that mistake because they always make the teams red and blue. <laughs> Let's have a yellow and green team next time. Apart from you can't do that because that's hell of a colour life problem, people. Yeah, that's why they do red and blue. Well, even red and blue isn't that great for some colour life people. That's red green is the biggest issue. Well, yeah. Let's just have black and white. <laughs> no, that doesn't work either because then you can't see how one of the teams in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Like blue and red works, I think, from that perspective. But I. Just, just get the HUD the right way round. Don't bother trying to mark friend and foe. Just mark he belongs to this team. It's up to you to work it out. Well, especially in a freeway fight. It's like that. We've, that got, way to, we've got too used to red meaning bad all the time. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and then when you actually start playing properly, it, gets, it just gets confusing. Well, know. maybe just make, make maybe just avoid having red as the other color then. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes blue. Sometimes gay, uh, I've seen there've been games in the past. I can't honestly think of a good example right now because they are quite few and far between where they actually start to colour the whole HUD oh no UT well, did this actually. TF2 UT does it. it yeah TF2 yeah TF2 does it UT used to do it where it coloured your HUD the colour of the team you're on yeah and it's like well then it becomes super obvious what who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing I still get it wrong every now and then because sometimes you get team switched and forget but or in TF2's case sometimes it glitches out and bits of the hat are different colours oh, yeah, <laughs> and happens. you're like what the fuck is going on that happens <laughs> but I, I tend to lose the progress yeah. indicators on TF2's HUD quite a lot and it's like I can't tell what the shit's going on so I'm just going to try killing dudes <laughs> usually a good way of going about things yeah <laughs> just follow everyone else yeah um, but yeah it's kind of it's it's hard to say too much bad about it really because it is actually not a bad game yeah, I just, I think for it was, free it's been, but I think it might have been better and I say this about a lot of free to play games if they'd have just had an upfront cost but you can subscribe and get more set points or whatever but <laughs> it doesn't really work when they or when they also have this free to play on it yeah. if, if that hadn't have existed it would have worked I don't know I'd it might be the best example of a free-to-play FPS yet, with the possible exception of TF2, <laughs> now that it's gone sort of free-to-play. Yeah. It's, um, well, I don't know. I, I, we haven't played Tribes, so that's free-to-play. Especially <laughs> that's a very different game, though. Yeah, um, Yeah, maybe it's, it might... Uh, hmm, actually sounds like it might actually be the best example of free-to-plays. I'm struggling. But you need to... Well, I don't know. We haven't played Gotham City Imposters either, which is supposed to be pretty wow. good. TF2 is yeah. free to play. Oh. Yeah, that's what I say. It's sort yeah. of free to play, but you kind of have to buy something to get 
the most out of it. We just have to There's hope. restrictions until you buy one item. Well, well right. Yeah, but not like one item could, could like one item could be like twenty nine P. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you make that and it's like the Steam framework in general, isn't it? Like it doesn't let you into the Steam Friends network until you've bought something. Right. Yeah. With, with actual money. And free stuff doesn't count um, for that. As soon as you've bought something, it unlocks your Steam account fully. The same applies to TF2, and it's actually a pretty good system because it kind of keeps out or it's supposed to keep out spammers but yeah or people just idling I guess for items we just have to hope that they maybe actually do some more stuff for Plants O2 they apparently have big plans apparently yeah, maybe they want to like well the first one of the early things that they've been saying is like well obviously more continents if they have more continents that will somewhat reduce the one team per continent effect maybe but then I want I I I hope they increase the pop per server problem there, because then maybe you'll just end up with fewer people on each continent. Well, maybe. It's a, no, maybe that work, won't work so great. I also think... But they're like... You know what the worst bit about this is? is they, and I tried to explain this to Dan the other night, in that I don't know what the fuck SOE are thinking from a, like, uh, a strategy point of view, because they have two fairly similar free-to-play MMO games in this... In this context, really. Yeah. It's like there's there's Planet Side 2 and there's Dust 514 that are, in essence, pretty goddamn similar. But not on, one's on PS3 and one's on PC. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> that's why that's why they wouldn't have Dust on PC. But, but the Dust... That was more CCP's problem. But the Dust thing is fucked in general because that should be a PC game. Yeah. It's like, uh, if they'd have made the Dust... Uh, the dust stuff we'll just make a planet side 2 but brand it <laughs> Eve <Dust>. style <laughs> and perhaps these planets well, there might have been a problem with scale I guess in the Eve universe because it would be hard to have a persistent war across fucking millions of planets oh yeah but, it's not like they not like it's any bigger than a facility in dust anyway though no but it's like it's weird that Sony have both yeah it is kind of it doesn't and you know, uh, you know I, well, we're, we're both kind of meh about how dust actually works. Well, it's still you know they still need to do quite a lot of work on that as well. Well, they still are. You know, I keep getting emails about it every now and then saying, "Oh, we've just done this and we've just done this." And yeah. It's like I really don't care. It's like you didn't. It just seemed like a really the mechanics of the shooter weren't great. No, it's where Plant Zone succeeds, I guess. Yeah, and mechanically plan- it works. Mechanically, it's fine. Yeah. Although there are some, there are some other things where I don't know. I think some vehicles, weirdly, like I had that same problem with vehicles in that that I do with most games, where it's like when I appear to be driving a vehicle, it appears weak as shit. When I'm <laughs> fighting a vehicle, it's as strong as anything. Well, yeah, that is a classic. Although that could theoretically be because of certs, of course, because well, you can't see those. Oh, can you upgrade strength and things? You can definitely upgrade armor plates. Like oh, you shit, can get yeah. anti mine armor for the bottom and then better armor on the top or whatever. No, I guess it could be then. Yeah they could have spent some set points and you can't really tell it's not like Battlefield where you can theoretically see that although sometimes you <laughs> you're not really, really going to spend time looking at a tank and being like what upgrades does this guy have <laughs> no you'll be shooting it from like two kilometres away yeah preferably but there are some things that like well I think the weirdest thing that I saw in Plants Side 2 where it's like why was that <coughs> why did they change that or why did they keep that from the old from the old Plants Side is you used to be able to use the transport planes the big ones yeah and you know you could drop people in but for some reason they decided not to let you do the like 
it was drop pods, but it might as well have just been a parachute, really. <laughs> they decided not to let you do that any longer. What, from the plane? From the plane. You just jump out and die. Oh. Well, I suppose theoretically, if you're playing light assault, you can spec the jetpack to be, instead of a jetpack, it's more just a descent pack. Oh, I see. So you don't go up as much, but it slows your descent better. But you could just, like, pepper your... Jetpack usage. Well, yeah, you, you try and do it that way, in theory. But I don't know why they took that out. But then someone, had, I'm sure this must have happened nearly instantly as soon as people got on this and, and were like, why can't we do this? The, the general population of the internet came up with the incredibly dumb solution of <laughs> when you're in a vehicle, you have like controls of who can get in. So you can be like, lock it to your squad or whatever. Mm. But, but if you're the pilot of one of these planes, if you fly really low and then keep on, you have, it's really dodgy because you have to be orating a menu and also not crash. But if you can fly low enough and open this menu and set it to lock everyone out of the vehicle, they just pop out. <laughs> <laughs> that just keeps them out of the vehicle. So if you're low enough, the entire squad just goes ding and appears. <laughs> awesome. Oh, wait, so before the pilot had the choice to throw the pods out? No. It oh, was just okay. like when you jumped out of the plane, it put you in a pod. Oh, okay. So you could yeah. just drop in. But now it can't do that. But now the pilots have come up with this stupid way of just everyone out and blop. <laughs> Maybe they try to avoid that because it can be one of the more exploitable tactics. Uh, in both, in, you know, well, Battlefield has always been a bit weird on that front. But it was the old problem of like twenty one forty two of just people getting on roofs using the drop pods. Yeah, and I mean, in Plants I Two, that's theoretically less of a problem because anyone can do it. Yeah, that's not a, <laughs> it's part of the game. Yeah, but getting a lot of people out of a plane without, well, I mean, it, it is still like a risk because the plane has to fly like super low yeah. <laughs> directly over the target, but it doesn't have to stop, and that's maybe like. Because landing those things and also finding space to land them, I guess, is the other problem. With that, with the kicking everyone out plan, you can just fly over wherever and they'll just end up somewhere down there. <laughs> yeah. Are they called Colossuses or something? Galaxies. Galaxies, that's it. <laughs> I suppose that makes Dan's plan of being a dropship um, uh, guy a bit trickier. Instead of the classic, it's like, what's the incentive, really? I mean, especially with the gal- especially because they got rid of the whole drop pod thing and it makes it more difficult to get people in and out. I don't see where the bonus is because on the flip side, if you're using the like land transport vehicle that ha- that you can upgrade to be a spawn station, mm. you just get experience whenever anyone spawns off it. So that's really? like just wow. constant experience if you put it in a reasonably decent place. Okay, that's quite that's yeah, that's a real big incentive to get it right. Yeah. Whereas with the galaxy, I don't know. I don't know if you get any real bonuses for that. It's just like you just fly them there, and then they get out, and then they do a thing. <laughs> well, perhaps, yeah, perhaps you would have got experience, like say, or you've dropped them into a hot zone. Yeah, well, I'm not sure how it would even detect that. Really, well, it has hot zone. Well, it, it has, it has, but I'm not sure whether it would. I'm not sure whether they would have done that. That seems like it would be too easy to exploit as well. Maybe spawning is a bit more legitimate, whereas like. Oh, I guess maybe just jump in and out or something. Perhaps they could do something like, oh, you had to have to have carried this guy so far. Maybe. And then it's like, oh, then it counts as a proper drop, as opposed to you, oh, you've literally just lifted this guy from like two meters away, flown really high, and then he's jumped out. Maybe it's just a convenience thing. Maybe they just decided, that, like, because the planes are more convenient than driving a vehicle around, you know, you, know, you don't need so, so much incentive. Actually, do more people just fly the thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like if I if, if you want to go somewhere quickly, you just spawn one of the shitty jet fighter fly, planes and just fly there because all the little buggies. To be fair, well, yeah, but then you still have to cope with the landscape. Yeah. That's what that's where the advantage of planes is. You can just well, go those, straight. Bug- there. Those buggies are so cheap, though. If you actually need to get somewhere, <laughs> but you can and you're, and you're near a vehicle spawner, it's just like I'll just make a buggy. Yeah, I'll get those points back in no time. <laughs> yeah, every time. And they also talked about they want to do like. Not only do they want to have more continents, they want to have ship battles. They want to actually have sea in between the continents and actually have it be able Ships. to sail from one to the other or something. Awesome. Oh, that's that's ambitious. Get Doesn't sound like that's going to be very fun. No, no, maybe not. <laughs> the, I mean, they can put sea bases, I guess. Well, there have been games that have done sea fights well in the past. Like, I think it was just one of the Pacific games, like well, relatively early in the Xbox life cycle. Is was oh, right. pretty good at that. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible to do ship battles. No, you could do naval combat. Yeah, and make it interesting. But it'd probably be crap if you were actually one of the guys being transported. <laughs> well, they'll they just have to have it so that... And, and, and what would the point be? Well, yeah, that would be the other question. Is like, are you expecting like oil rig type things? That uh, would make sense. I guess. Yeah, like, like some bases in the sea to make it actually worth fighting rather than just going between the two continents. Because otherwise you might as well just teleport. No, actually, that does, that, that does solve it. Like, you have ships and air fights. <coughs> but I wonder if the... How was that? The problem with that is, is I guess then that, that involves putting down points to get ships and or being a member of the ship. And I don't know. Maybe there's a, a resource oddity well, to that. They can just introduce like ship resources. <laughs> like they've already got air and vehicle resources. Well, I mean, they probably will, but it's like there's a bit of a coordination issue there in that you'll actually, you might probably need people to man the ship. I'm sure there'll be like one or three man boats like there are with planes. Some kind of smaller gunboat thing. Yeah, maybe. I, I reckon they, if they get it right, that could be pretty cool. Could be, but, but, then, but I think it's like it's, it might be a challenge to make. The it real problem with it is just like if they introduce like the the idea of having the ship stuff in between the continents, it still doesn't really give it any reason. There's no reason to like control that area apart from for the resources. It's not like. It's not like you can't just teleport between the continents. It's not like you're controlling the flow of reinforcements between the two continents or something. No. Well, maybe there are some servers that they'll set up where it does have to work like that. Maybe. That would be kind of interesting. <laughs> they might experiment with one, say, where it's like, this is a proper no teleporty type fight. Yeah, but then that kind weird. of removes the... But that, that, all, but that, then drop pods make no sense. Well, yeah, and that also fucks up like the convenience of it. You don't want to be like, oh, I want to go to this other continent, but I'm going to have to sail for half an hour. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> and it depends what they're going for, like what they, what they want to achieve with this. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Well, basically, they just need to... Everyone wants them to lower the prices of the guns in the shop, but they're not going to because it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's a free-to-play model, so, you know. Yeah, but they could still lower it quite... I, yeah, well, it's I, like people are saying, if they lowered it a bit, then I'd start buying stuff. Maybe, so they'd make uh, more money, yeah, surely. Maybe they'd expect... Well, you can say that about anything. <laughs> yeah, like, but... It's like, that's, that's my opinion of live arcade, in fairness, but it's like, whenever it's on sale, I'll buy it. <laughs> well, it works for Steam. Yeah, exactly. But it does just seem like those costs are so expen- so expensive. It seems well. It's the fact that I can't. I don't feel like I can earn anything. No, it's like I like I like to. Even if you're going to like have a free to play model and, and the guns and, are expensive and, and buy things, yeah, I want some 
reassurance. That, okay. Well, actually, for me, I think actually this is a good way to describe it. I think for me, I want some reassurance that the things I would be buying would be worth it. Yeah. So, and I can't. Well, you can that. trial them. Okay. For like half an hour. Um, <laughs> not, not sure that's actually enough time to really know anything. Yeah, maybe because you kind of need the fight that it's appropriate for. Yeah. You'd have to pretty much start the trial while you're in situ, rather than yeah. Because you wouldn't. It's you like, could, oh, I know what. You can waste any time traveling anywhere if you've yeah. only got half an hour. But you know what? Like, there's something about the structure and the fact that you're not earning that, and the fact that you can't earn it that has made me actually never look in the store. Yeah, exactly. you know, because I was just like, well, this, is, this shit's never going to happen for me. You know, kind of like, oh, I know, I don't, I have. A very you don't want to spend that much cash either. Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm a cheapskate gamer. I'm probably like the wrong uh, the wrong market for a free to play game in a way because I'm not. You're not ever going to spend cash, yeah. <laughs> Unless I really, really like the game, and so far that hasn't happened <laughs> on any game. <laughs> um, but I think I, uh, yeah, I think I <coughs> want something to hook me in. So I felt like I would be gaining more enjoyment from actually plunking down money. Yeah. Or, you know, a bit of me at some point thinks, I should probably just buy something in TF because of how fucking much I play it. <laughs> or have played it. That's a, that's a different situation entirely. You know, you, yeah. And, but that game is so good and I've put so many hours into it and they have this store set up that I actually think they deserve it. Do you know what I mean? It's, well, in TF, for us anyway, at this point, it's like... You're so unlikely to get the one thing that you don't have. Because <laughs> yeah. now we've got the majority of stuff, apart from now they just keep adding more and it's all random. So it's like, oh, I've got another fucking flagger. <laughs> well, that's the advantage of having such a big item list. Well, yeah, but it's not really an advantage for us. No. Because we can't get the things that we want. No. So, like, the longer you pay, the more likely it is that you'll want to pay. Well, I might just buy something like, like unlocked, you know, to get, like, a strange weapon or something or. What, you might risk it on a crate. Yeah, something like that, because that's, that's a fairly cheap punt, isn't it, really? And It's like two quid. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if it was 50p. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Say wrong. Two quid to open a crate. Yeah, it's key. Yeah. 50p sounds more sounds... like it, like an iOS kind of price range. That was always the problem with the crates of TF. They were always that expensive, and it was too much. And I still think... yeah, And you might... ended up with a million crates. <laughs> And there's a weird, there's still a weird disparity between, I think, like DLC and, well, just prices for console and PC stuff as opposed to like mobile stuff, which seems to like has a wildly different price range. Yeah. The problem, so, the problem in TF, fifty p is a good pump price for me. Yeah. The problem in TF was the 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 gamble didn't seem like it was going to pay off enough. It was no. like it was two quid for a key, but you could potentially could... get an item that was worth like twenty nine p. Yeah. Especially some of the later crates are more appealing than the earlier ones, but well, that yeah. But then you might as well just trade the crates for metal and <laughs> trade them to people who actually want to spend that cash. Yeah, maybe. I can never bother to trade. No. Anyway, we need to wrap this up. Do we? Oh, we've uh, we'll got, we'll got like two minutes. Yeah. Indeed. Was that all you've been playing then? I guess. I'm sure there was some other stuff that I, you know, it's all in those videos. Go into Twitch and go Twitch slash HSZeg. HSZeg for yeah. Happy Salad Zeg. Yeah. Or Zach. Zeg. Put Zeg. <laughs> Z-E-G. Zeg. Yeah. H-S-Z-E-G. Yep. To get to your page. Yep. Zeg. Indeed. <laughs> God damn, why won't you let me have three leather babies, you bastards? <laughs> <laughs> Not even like Zegas taking that often. 
Yeah, who would go for that? Germans. Someone, someone who couldn't say take off every zig. Yeah, exactly. Moves egg for great justice. <laughs> moves egg, moves egg, moves egg. Indeed. Well, thanks for joining us for another Soundcast. It's probably awesome. game of the year next time, isn't it? Well, probably yeah, there's probably going to be another delay, yeah, I think, till we can get another cast. God damn it, totally done. So, uh, by that point, we will have your... Actually, I don't know. Annual... Christmas falls in a midweek, doesn't it, this year? So it's... Third annual? Fourth annual? Third annual? Third. Second? Third, third annual. Season three finale. Well, not really the finale, because we start in March. Yeah. The third annual game of the year. Saturday game of the year cast. Things <laughs> <laughs> coming at you. Tell the Wardcast game. Indeed. Yes. Featuring dumb categories like best advert or worst something. audio. <laughs> Indeed. I got. Well, I'm, str- I'm struggling sequel. with that one. Yeah. I'm struggling with worst audio. We're struggling time. with all of them. We yeah, have in fairness. It's harder. To... Maybe that's a testament to games. You know, it's harder to pigeonhole things this year. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, so join us for that next time. Why do they call it pigeonhole? Because it's, because, a, because it's a pigeonhole. It's a hole for a pigeon. <laughs> Pigeons need holes? When, when they're like carrier pigeons. But why do we, store why do we pigeonhole like... games? <laughs> like, we don't put a game in a pigeonhole. It's hole. a postal thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's whenever you put something into a Because when, when you're sorting the mail, you're putting it into a pigeonhole, because that's what they're called, and um, it's like a labelled pigeonhole. And then pigeons take them away. Mail so holes. Bye. They're called mail holes. Mail <laughs> holes. <laughs> There's an ice cream truck! Ice cream truck!